It seems like only 24 hours ago, we all enjoyed each other's company. Well, here we go again. Another packed Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge, where my co-hosts and I will be analysing last night's three home points in a little more considered detail. Whilst welcoming Charlie Austin back to the show for another weekly dose of Chazetta Football Australia. We look ahead to Doncaster away for the men. Bournemouth at Foundation Park for the women. Clem's back in the country. We're all dressing in green and white. And we've said a temporary cheerio to a couple of town starlets. But first, a special guest. One of the very first characters through the door, part of Swindon Town's Moneyball revolution that's currently sweeping through the club and its recruitment practices. This rangy attacker boasts a fine pedigree, schooled under the watchful eye of a certain Brendan Rodgers and co at Leicester City since 2017, and making a whopping 40-odd appearances for Swindon Town's League Two rivals Warsaw last season before moving to Swindon under freedom of contract for the commencement of pre-season 22-23. There's nothing shady about this character, and we're flipping delighted to have him with us tonight. Esteemed listeners, I give you St. Kitts and Nevis's finest export, Tyree Shade. Tyrese, how are you, buddy? Uh, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm great, thank you. I'm good, no. I'm good. It's lovely to have you on. I hope you enjoyed your introduction. <laughs> oh, no, I loved it. I loved it. It was great. Well, well, welcome to the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge family, buddy. You are now officially, quote, friend of the show, as we like to say in media circles. All very poncy, but you'll get used to it. Um, <laughs> so, Tyrese, um, I'll uh, I'll introduce you to my, uh, my co-host, because listeners... We've asked for your questions and, and you've not disappointed. And joining me tonight to pose them to Tyrese on your behalf is the champ, Ellis Holloway. Ellis, good evening. How are you? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Someone's chinned, Ellis. I was messing up. I was messing up. <laughs> Getting nervous. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're very welcome, Ellis. You're very welcome. We've got uh, Joe joining us. Joe, good evening. Good evening, everyone. How are we? Yeah, very good. You're good. And last but certainly not least, we've got the man that puts no in Northerner. We've got Chris. Now then. <laughs> How are we, Chris? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Once I've managed to get on just in time. Yeah, well, you certainly have. And uh, Tyrese is in the house. Well, look, without, without further ado, Tyrese, you've had a busy night. And we're going to be, uh, last night, we're going to be touching on that through the questions, as I'm sure you're... You're well-oiled and prepared for. So um, I've got the first one for you, actually, Tyrese. We had a late question come in. Yeah. And it says, Tyrese, take you back to the final league game of last season. What <laughs> goes through your mind as Swindon took over the Bescot for our playoff party? Oh, no, it was crazy. But um, a little insight which nobody knew. I, pretty much before the season ended, I kind of knew I'd, I'd be joining. So... I mean, a loss in a Walsershire, I wasn't too disappointed because I knew it, it would benefit in the long run, being as, you know, the boys had a chance at getting promotion. So it was kind of, you know, um, best of both worlds at, at the same time, really. Wow. Was that was that common knowledge of Warsaw? That, were Warsaw aware of that, Tyrese, as well? Because like, obviously you'd had a successful season and I'm sure they were after your services. Um, no, there wasn't. There wasn't actually, and it carried on, you know, a bit late, like uh, into the off season. They wasn't um, aware of it, not until the season had officially ended. So during the game, like they had, they had no clue now. Well, 
listen, they they can hold their League Cup W, mate. You know, they can hold that. We 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 we, we will always have the last game of last season, and we will always have Tyree Shade. Unlucky Warsaw. We've got <laughs> well, Tyree. Sorry, Hannah's one more question on on that one. Yeah, Tyree, does it leave a lot, sort of a, an impression of town fans before you come to the club? Obviously, that last oh. game of the season. I mean, town fans were on form. Oh yeah, de- definitely. Like the support from the fans, like playing in that game, like you wouldn't believe it was a League Two game, and you, you like the stakes that was there, like just made me want to join even more. The support was was un- un- unreal. Quality, and you didn't have too bad a game yourself either, Tyrese. To be fair, yeah, I know. I had I, I had a few shots that come close. Um, that was blocked, but the boys that um that game they just showed you know how truly good squad there was. Unlike, unlike unlike the boy Divine on the other hand, unlike unlike that Divine chance who had an absolute shocker. <laughs> Come on now, nah, it, it wasn't just him. It was a tough game for for all of us that played on on, on the other team. Definitely, it wasn't it wasn't an easy one. Nicely played, Tyrese. Nicely played. That keeps your lift intact, mate, for training tomorrow. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I see the game you're playing there, Ty, we'll, Tyrese. We'll move you along. We've got uh, we've got Chris has got the next one for you. Yeah. All right, then, Tyrese. So, yeah. well, obviously, like, going back to last night, you must admit that that goal was a little fortunate. What's the best goal you've scored and so far and why? That's from Daz on Twitter. Ooh, the best goal I've scored? Um, well, mainly most of them have come from youth football, like under 23s and, and the Leicester set up. Um, so, I'd say... Half volley against South Southampton is definitely up there. Or going back to last season, funnily enough, I scored a free kick against Sutton last season. <laughs> I got one yesterday, so I kind of think I got a knack against scoring against Sutton United. To be fair, oh, they must love so, you. Yeah, so yeah, um, <laughs> I'd probably say my free kick against Sutton last season. Go, on, mate. Talk us through it. Um, well, actually, I didn't. Funny enough, I didn't start. I didn't start that game. It was a uh, nil-nil, pretty much typical certain balls in the box, you know, like fight ball. They were very like dominant, physical, and then Alf came on roughly sixty, and then like sixtieth minute, and then like five minutes later, uh, we've had a free kick, and I, to be fair, I practiced them a little, a little bit in training, and then like there was a massive gap around around the wall, and I've literally just bent it round, and it's 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 gone in, and then fortunately we won the game one nil, so. It was it was a good one, absolute peach. Well, so I mean, Tyrese, you've obviously got you've got a few lads in our squad like this year that are set piece experts. You've got Slick Rick, yeah. You've got you've got Louis. Um, you've got lads that can wrap their boot around it. Are you? Is there a pecking order for the free kicks, or are you still like? Are you still well within the pecking order? Um, I think it's up to Reedy's approval. To be fair, you know. <laughs> If he's feeling on fire, then I don't think anyone's got a chance. But uh, if he's off the pitch, then I'll definitely try and uh, make it make a claim for a second in line. Poor old Slick Rick. He's not going <laughs> to get... I mean, to, you know, in fairness, he can spend as much time as Ricky, Ricky wants in the gym. You, you're just, just going to give him the look, aren't you? You're going to give yeah. him the look. No, another shout out to Ricky. He's another great dead ball specialist. So when, when he's on, I, I presume as well, he'd get uh, the nod from the gaffer from from taking set set pieces as well. You see he takes corners and stuff, so that's another another one that's up there. All right. Uh Ellis, do you want to move us along? Yes. So I got another question from Daz on Twitter. Um Nando's, is it overpriced or is it overrated? Mm, um, 
You know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's overrated. To be fair, because it is. It's it's quite popular now. Does it's pretty much in every every city in in the country. Um, what spice think, are you going for? What spice? Um, medium, medium. I think hot is a bit too much, and mild is not enough flavor. So yeah, medium is is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe, move us along. Move us along. Uh, yep, just finding my question. Oh, here you go. So this one actually relates to last night. Um, yeah. So before the game, Hannes was coming into the ground and he uh, he happens to run into Saidu Khan with a with a Gambia flag on his person. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen us on Twitter, but he signed it. But he's actually signed it with your number. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, obviously 28 is your squad number, not Saidu's. Yeah. Uh, is there a story behind that choice, or was it just a random kit number? Um, twenty, yeah. For, funnily enough, yeah, it is. I, I like to go go for it every time I get the chance because um, when I when I was younger, um, like I got released, I got released from Birmingham City at um, fifteen, fifteen, and then I struggled to get into like another um, like professional setup, and then um, a lot of my mates at the time signed for Solio Moors that season. Um, so going into there, I got like obviously my first professional deal at, at 16, and then my first squad number breaking into the first team was was 28, and then uh, spent one season with Solio Moors, and then that's where I moved on to Leicester. So I kind of find it as a not so much a good luck, but um, like a special a special number to me because I, I find it. Whereas you know I kind of set myself up in the professional game. That's my number, and I've kind of. Stuck with it since then. Yeah, the number that gave you a chance. Yeah, yeah, the number that gave me a chance. Yeah, I can say that. Hey, like Tyrese, it. Tyrese. Well, as you know, we got we got Charlie Austin will be uh, sticking his nose around the door in about twenty minutes time. And yeah, the the thirty two has um has followed Charlie around his uh, his entire career, and I think he's got similar motivations to you as well in that respect. Uh, yeah. A nice comfort blanket. In fact, I think Hoops, who's listening in tonight, will uh, probably be able to tell you more about that story. Um, but um, yeah, enough enough of that. Another time. What we um, what we got next, Chris? I believe you got the next one. All right, Tyrese. Um, <clears throat> you have an overnight hotel stay prior to an away game and have to share a room with another player. Yeah. Who would you most want to share a room with, and who would you least like to share a room with, and why? Mm, most. I'd like to say, well, to be fair, since Marcel's coming, we've got along uh, quite well. We're great friends. Obviously, I knew him before he signed from just playing against against him again, like in, in youth football. So I'd say since he's joined Marcel. But before that, to be fair, I think Jake said the same thing with Reese. I don't know if you like, saw it yet. But he's he's quite a character. I say he's one of the <laughs> he's one of the he's, he's one of the funniest in the bunch, and you'll probably get this with every every player that gets this question. I'd say Reese Devine definitely great fan. He's had he's had a, a, a he must be very very frustrated. Um, yeah. Reese, so given given the start to the season that he's had, the unfortunate yeah. with injuries and whatnot, he's not far off it from what we understand. Yeah, no, no, very, very close. It's just, it's very soon, you know, with injuries, it's, it's, it's things you've got to take time with. It's not things you just get thrown back in because obviously you get, then you can get reoccurrence and stuff. But he's very close. He's been back in full training and he's looked like he ain't missed, missed a week, to be fair. He's, he's up to sharpness. So hopefully, hopefully soon he can, you know, get back in there. Well, Joe, Joe and I saw, um, we were commentating on the Woking game. Um, I think it was Reese had described himself in the sort of days prior as being an engine. 
And he yeah. absolutely showed us what that's all about against Woking, who were obviously fancied in the National League. So um, it's going to be interesting to see him come in on the left-hand side and um, add, a, add a bit of depth and dimension. Um, right, what have we got next? Uh, Ellis, you're up next, mate, I believe. Yes, I've got a very good question from Chris Kelly on Twitter. How long did you have to practice to perfect that fantastic goal flip celebration? Um, I didn't even land it, so I can't even say I've got, <laughs> got it perfectly yet. But it's something I could do do from school. I never really practiced it. I could, I just one of them ones had done it, and then it just came off. And then um, I've just been been doing it since. Well, whenever I get the chance to score, but. I just think it's. Um, I do need. I do need to practice it. I do need to practice it. I ain't got it perfect yet, but I've been able to do it for a while. Yeah, since since school, since school days, I'd say. Well, you you've answered the next question from Mike, which was, "Where did you learn the somersault like that?" Which obviously, as you've said, is yeah. something that you've been doing since school. <clears throat> I think the thing that really caught me, I was behind the goal, Tyrese, in the town end. Yeah, I've never seen someone flip do a flip like that before, leading with their feet. It literally looked like gravity defying. Like I, you just sort of hang in the air as you do it. And I know you said you didn't land it, but I think we'll give you that one last night, just about. Yeah, the hand, the hand, the hand saved me. The hand saved me. Did it, indeed. <laughs> yeah, but it was au natural, mate. You did it on the run. You get away with it. You get yeah. away with it. Unlike that charlatan Jack Payne. I was going to say we saw a Jack Payne one last year. And yeah, showed him up. It's cheating. It's cheating when you use your hands to give you a boost, isn't it? Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think you're right. Like I said, you led with your feet. Like I was, yeah. I was flummoxed by that, mate. Absolutely flummoxed. But more of that, more of that later. In fact, Chris, Chris has got one more question in relation to your flip. I think. Yeah. Right. This one's from um, Big Joe, the Duke of Broadbentshire, via WhatsApp. Yeah. Did you shit yourself halfway through the through the flip? I would have. <laughs> um... <laughs> nah, not really. I think there's so much adrenaline going through. You just, I don't know. Like you're just thinking, oh, I hope I land it on the other side. But you don't really, you don't really notice it in the moment. You know, there's so much feelings going through. Like, I think even if I landed on my face, I would have just got up and ran straight into the crowd. But nah, I, I don't really, don't really get nervous or anything. <laughs> what was it? What, what was it like when you ran into the photographer? Ah, uh, um, need to apologise uh, to Carl. To be fair, he's, he's in it actually. Um, <laughs> I, I think up, he's uh, listening. Yeah, um, stupidly, stupidly, I ended up kicking his bag, which I didn't, I, I didn't know contained um, a very expensive camera inside. Which, um, I, I know he's very, he's, he's a bit disappointed in me, so I need to, I need to do something to get back into his, his good books. I'm sure, I'm sure a bear will help. Yeah, uh, Callum, if you're listening, these people. Callum, just I, clean I, him next night. I think it might it might be more a bit more than a beer, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, well, yeah, enough of that. Um, Ellis, move us on, mate. Yeah, two seconds, sorry. Um, right, you are in a hot air balloon and a sinking. You can throw out hoops or Jonah to save the two of you. Oh, no. who, who's plummeting? Ah. Uh... I, I gotta go myself. I can't. I can't. Not them two. No, I have to. I have to go myself. I've got. I've got to go. I've got to go. You're you're only saying that because you know he's listening. No, I'm not. I'm telling you now. I couldn't pick between the two. Both of them are like peas in a pod. I couldn't. I couldn't choose between them. Could not. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah. I'd say myself. 
I was saying to myself, well, if someone else was in there, then I'd throw out the other person. <laughs> <laughs> we, we change it to uh, Steve Jonah and Reese Devine, then you've got a problem. Uh, yeah, Reese is gone, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Reese, Reese is gone. Yeah, I think you'll understand the decision. <laughs> um, Joe, what you got next? Uh, so the next one's from Abby on Twitter. She's asked, who is the best and worst dressed in the squad? Oh, I saw this one earlier. I'm, I'm still racking my brain to be fair. The best. Best. Um, if it's not I'd Matt Baldry. You know what? Because I, I haven't been here long. We ain't, I ain't really got to see, you know, like, you know, stuff outside of football, um, like team nights out and stuff, so much as the boys, you know, getting in their own gear. But from what I can say, from what I saw from training, I put um, the skipper, Angus, he's, he's, he's up there. Um, another one, um, Marcel, shout out to Marcel as well. He dresses good. But yeah, I'd say, I'd say skip. Skip, you know, comes in fairly, fairly tidy every day. Never, never has a bad, bad day. I can see that. I can see that. Um, worst, mm. like you said, I don't know. I don't know if you are throwing under the bus here. Um, I say I definitely say Macker if he was still here, but I don't know if that. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> I don't know who else I can. Um, who who's most can likely to turn up? Who's most likely to turn up to the pub in a town tracksuit? Ooh. Um, Ellis. Ellis or um, Ian Harris. Oh, <laughs> yeah, one of, them, one, of them, one of them, definitely one of them too. One of them too, yeah. Right, Chris, you're up next. All right, uh, Tyrese, this one's from um, AB on Twitter. Yeah. And it's, um, can you explain how, how your move to Swindon came about? Um, well, well, leading from last season, um, like, I kind of, I kind of knew um, I'd be out of, out of contract coming in the summer, and I, and I think, like to say, supposed scouts and everyone in the football league kind of knows knows these stuff. And um, I had a game. I think if I remember, it was against Sal- Salford. I think it dates back to like around March, April time. And um, funnily enough, um, Les Les Caffrey. I think you all know Les. Les Les was there. So I had a decent game, and then. Um, Spoke to spoke to him after, and then we kept in touch. So say from like March, April to the end of the season. Obviously, he come down and watched a few few of my games and kept tabs on me. And then um, the decision was made made from there. Really, it was a no brainer for me to join. Obviously, playing against Swindon and seeing how well done last season, just just falling short. So, did you have any any other offers on the table from other teams? Yeah, yeah, I had. I did have a few. I did have a few. Um, I had uh, one team in League One, and then the rest come from um, League Two, and I had one abroad. But yeah, it was it was just it was a it was a no brainer, definitely. Mm. Come from definitely sparked off from the the five nil, five nil away last season yeah. that we that that we lost, and then the last game, the last game of the season, just um, when you got the playoffs. I was just going to yeah. ask actually with the five uh, nil, Tyrese. I mean. How was that game to play, and what are your thoughts? What are your memories from that match? Because um, I mean, from, from the, a view in the town end, it it looks pretty rough from from a Walsall point of view. Oh yeah, it did. But go before the game, going into it, like we come off a of a rough period. It was like seven. We lost, literally lost seven games on the bounce, which is yeah. like 
it can't get any worse than that really and then um new manager came in and whatnot and then the leading up to, to that that 5-0 we had um top of the league which um I think it was Forest Green and yeah. we, we won and then we had like Tramia I can't remember which order it was also beat we beat Tramia so it's like two games took points uh, took points off the top two teams in the table and then so he's obviously going into Swindon thinking you know what this will be a good game expecting another result and then one goal goes in and then we look at half time and we're like three 0 down and you're just thinking what's what's happened here? It was crazy. Do you um I've said on the show a few times that I think because the county ground's one of the biggest sort of grounds in, in the league, yeah. um and we get one of the biggest attendances in the league on average as well. For an a, a way sort of point of view, the teams come to the county ground with a different mindset to go into sort of a, a, a another team in the division, um People sort of describe it as the way teams come to the county ground with it sort of being like a mini cup final for them. Yeah, definitely. I'd kind of, I'd kind of agree on that because when you look at your fixtures and you, you go, you have an, an away trip, you kind of look at the teams you play in, and if it's like a smaller, smaller ground, you kind of see, you know, there's, there's much to take from this and mm. the county ground. Whereas you look at the, the size of the stadium and the fans, it's it's tough, it's tough to get points from there, especially when you get the, the backing and the noise from the fans. It's not, it's not an easy place. So yeah, definitely. Uh, Joe, I believe you've got the next one. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is a a step down from the serious conversation. So, uh, yeah. one from Chris on Twitter. Uh, which do you prefer, McDonald's or Burger King? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, it's tough. This. Um... <sighs> I think it's got to be McDonald's, isn't it? I think it has to be McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bur- I Burger, Burger King burgers. But yeah, Burger chips. King, I was going to say that. Burger King isn't miles after burgers are, are amazing. But I think overall, you, you, know, you can't go you can't go around with a Mac- Mackey's. Yeah. yeah. Ease of access and all that, Tyrese. Ease of access. Well, look, so, along a similar vein, Arch on Twitter has said, what's your preferred cheat meal? Do you actually have like a cheat meal? Can you, you know, would you are you able to sort of squeeze that in, Tyrese? Um, I'd say I'd say so. Yeah. Um, cheat meal. Um, someone asked me this the other day as well. Um, I said five guys, five guys for burgers. Oh, oh yeah, they're a joke. They're a joke. I would have one every day of the week if I could. But yeah, five guys definitely. The chips the five guys are awful. You think? Yeah, it's peanut. <laughs> they taste like nuts. It's no, peanut oil. It's horrible. Can't go wrong. Freshly baked potato in 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 the store. I, I'd imagine so because that's what they say. But yeah, what's your <laughs> order? What's your order when when you're in Five Guys? Um, I'd get the, the medium Cajun fries because you get like a you get a massive portion, don't you? So the Cajun fries and then I'd um, double cheeseburger, um, lettuce, no tomato. Um, barbecue, barbecue, yeah. Mate, the first, first time I ever had the first time I ever had Five Guys, I'm shameful boast now. I was on business a business trip in Detroit. Yeah. Never seen the Five Guys before in my life, and they literally just kept on piling the fries into this brown paper bag. And I was literally like, mate, like not being funny. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I only want I only want like the medium fries. There's only one of me. Yeah, he looked at me like I was mad. Like, <laughs> just... Yeah, that is the medium. That is crazy, isn't it? You have to get like the the little the little portion. It's mad. 
<laughs> um, right, we just had a quick live question that's coming from Lauren Sharp, so I'll jump in with this one. Um, Tyrese, Lauren's saying, we've seen your poker face playing with McCurdy on the coach. Have you ever put money on the table? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 cra- no crazy bets, but... Um... I'm I'm kind of new to the new to the card game, so I'm, I was on the I was on the losing end. To be fair, so I still need to learn how to to put on a poker face, and then hopefully you'll save save me a bit of money. <laughs> Who's the best card player, Ty? Yeah, McCurdy. I think I think he plays religiously every every away trip. So yeah, I'd say he's got he's got the best the best experience. I think it was him and Willow, wasn't it? Willow's up there as well. Yeah, I think Willow's put the cards down this season. He ain't been involved, so I think. I'd say the Angus is the best now, but we don't we don't have much players really. So yeah, I'd give it to Skip now. So he's he's, he's the best. He's up there. And Maca, Maca wears the shades. Like, that's cheated. Maca wears the shades. That's not allowed. Yeah, you can't read his face. Yeah. No, no, it's not on. It's not on. Right, what we got, uh, Chris? You got the next one, mate. I believe. All uh, right, all right, Tyrese. Um, <clears throat> what's the feeling like now in the dressing room? And feeling around the squad with last night being three massive points, and that um, probably um, helps you going ahead into the, the the games coming up. Oh yeah, definitely. Every every game we look to t- to take the the motivation and the bounce into the next. Well, we was off today, so I haven't been in uh, to training, but I could only imagine tomorrow the atmosphere and stuff will be you know right up there, and going into to Doncaster will be like will be like on top of the moon, feeling best we have all season. But like. The mood after the game was it was no it was amazing. It's, I think that's the best I've witnessed all season, and you can tell like that result was coming for us because we we have we have we haven't been playing awfully. It's just you know just fine margins where we ain't took the three points. But I mean now that that we got this this momentum, hopefully we just just keep on um, improving and you know getting getting them three points. What was it like though in the dressing room after the game yesterday? Obviously. With- Win it so late with with Jake's winner. That must have been a great experience. Oh yeah, that's. I think that's one of the best ways to win it. That's, I think that's the first time I've been involved in a like stoppage time um, winner. But when 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 we came in, like it was ecstatic. All the boys, like I've never seen the boys so happy. The feeling, everyone everyone was in the, in the same feeling, and the gaffer and the the staff was. You know, everyone was over the moon. I think, Tyrese, the fans really needed to see that sort of togetherness that you guys showed on the pitch as well. Um, I think that went down really well. There were periods of the game where, obviously, it was getting a little bit difficult in the stands. I'm sure you guys could sort of sense that out on the pitch. Um, I think the certainly from a speaking from a fan's perspective, from where I was in the town end, that sort of brilliant display of togetherness and unity that I think the coaching staff and the players showed on the pitch was very welcome. Um, it certainly sort of props up a little bit of support of faith, I think, moving forward. Yeah, definitely, and and like, we we're a team, and and we'll, we'll always stick together. We don't throw anyone under the bus, the players or or or, or the manager. And uh, now I know the, I know the fans have been have been needing that that result, and now hopefully they can you know stick stick behind the boys because um we're we're gonna need that we're gonna need that all season, and you can see when they got behind us, you know how much it how much it pushed pushed us on to actually get get the winner. Yeah, well, you could see the entire. It wasn't like the entire stadium went poisonous, but obviously there was a, you know, there was a bit of racket out there. Um, yeah. and, and I think the, the obviously the winning goal, the nature of the winning goal, and like I said, the display that I think we got the final whistle from you guys as well. Um, I think that sent a very very loud message from the changing room. Um, certainly, it was it, it was heard by more cohort that were all stood together. 
Um, so fingers crossed we weren't the only ones that sort of picked up and sensed it. I'll tell you what, though, Tyrese, that, that the next question is a cracker and it comes from our resident boxer, Ellis. I think he's the, he's the only one qualified to ask this question. <laughs> yeah, big questioning from um, Nathan on WhatsApp. Who's winning in a fight, Reed or McDonald? Oh, <laughs> David and Goliath. <laughs> um, I don't know. It'd be a tight one. Reed really might just, you know, get him by the ankles and get a surprise, surprise win. But uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Reedy's really scrappy. Yeah, he is. To be fair, guessing off size, though, I think you'll have to. I think you'll have to go with Skip. He's a, he's a massive guy, and he he's just the size of him. I think. Yeah, I have to. I have to give this one to the skipper. Yeah, the skipper's an absolute slab, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, really. you don't want to receive a butt from him. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a question for you. This is from Chris on WhatsApp, Tyrese. And he's saying, Tyrese, you've, um, so far in your career, you've played all over. Um, what's your preferred position from your point of view? What is your preferred position? Um, yeah, um, I've played all over, to be fair. Apart from centre half I think and goalkeeper the only two positions I play but um yeah wide it's gotta be wide wide left for me for me personally obviously you know since yesterday I like to I like to come in I like to come inside and you know try and get shots off and obviously use my pace to get in behind so I think um I'd go with a wide left. Wide left it is. Uh Joe what you got? Yeah so next up uh one from Mike here on Twitter he says, did you hear Jakey announce anything directly after his goal, father-related? Oh, I know what this is about. This goes back to the show last week, doesn't it? Yeah, I think you asked him to do something, to be fair. Um, oh, there was so much going on. Me, personally, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't notice anything. But you were I too quick. I thought you were knee yeah, I went. I went straight past him like I was the one that scored. But um... <laughs> you were probably attacking Cameron. Oh no, don't start. He was attacking Stephen Jones. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I think I'm uh, banned from from being near any cameramen for a while. To be fair, so uh, I'm sure Mark's yeah. going to ban you from the pitch the number of knee slides you did last night, big man. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. No, to be fair, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't hear anything. You have to ask uh, Jakey directly. Ah, uh, that's a scandal, right? So, yeah, for for anyone that wasn't listening to Jakey's uh, interview with us last week uh, on the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge, uh, it turns out Jakey is a closet uh, Drake fan, and so we've proposed he's got a new Trust Me Daddy um, uh, celebration, which we challenged him to do. And um, I've heard that there may have been a murmur or two last night, but no, we we actually need firm evidence of that. Firm yeah. evidence of that from from the boy Jakey. Um, Ellis, you're up next, mate. I believe. Yes. Um, since joining the club, are there any unexpected surprises that you're enjoying? Um, hmm. um, unexpected surprises. Um, any anything specifically? Um, I don't think that's a loaded question, you know, Tyrese. I just think that's. I reckon that's just just a straight down the line. Is there anything that maybe you weren't expecting from Swindon Town that you've kind of turned up and you've encountered, whether that be facilities or personalities or um, you know um, the you know I don't know the you know supporter attitudes. Like, is there is there anything that's you know just sort of coming coming from sort of sort of like you know left field and has put a smile on your face? Um, 
Yeah, well, in terms of like in 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 the club, um, I didn't expect that um our um sports science staff to be like at the level they are. Like when I walked in the door, obviously coming from uh, a Premier League club, like you realize how how good they are. I was like, it's crazy the amount of detail um that goes on into um our programs behind the scenes is amazing. You wouldn't think like it's the level we are. It's much it's much higher. So in terms of that, I'd say yeah. I'd say definitely the um the backroom um physio and um strength and conditioning staff that was a big surprise to me. Obviously oh. Rick, Ricky and um the, the staff. Yeah. And Joe the Cairo et al. Oh amazing, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he won't follow me on Twitter though, so he's not that amazing. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, I'll I'll pull him in and have a I'll, I'll have a chat with him. Yeah, have a have a word, mate. Have a word, or he might, you know, he, he might find himself on the uh, on the receiving end of a Twitter smear campaign about yeah. his, uh, his medical prowess. But no, we love you, really, Joe. Yeah, it's funny, actually. It, all serious, uh, Tyrese. Everybody said that. Every player that I've spoken to on and off air this year said like, the the biggest thing that they've um, that they very much appreciate. And I think you can see it in the in the medical um, uh, um, sort of successes that certain players with injuries have enjoyed. I think Matt Bowdry was the first one that really stressed it to me. He said like you know the planning around like managing his body, um, yeah. you know. So yeah, it's, it's it's good to hear you say that. Um, I've got a question for you, sorry. So um, it's another theoretical one for you. So someone has soiled your post-training club lunch. Only Clem, Rob Angus, and Sandro are in the room. Who's your lead suspect, and why? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to. I, I don't. I don't spend um, much time with the other two. Obviously, I spend most of my days with with Angus. I say he's quite um, sneaky, dodgy, dodgy, dodgy type. So I'll go put my finger on Angus. Quite. Yeah, definitely, definitely, Angus. <laughs> right, you are. Um, and just to clarify, are we talking Rob Angus or Angus McDonald? Oh, Angus, uh, Angus McDonald. Which Angus? Was no, no, no. I'm, I'm, just to be clear, Tyrese, I'm going to edit that clip, and I'm just going to yeah. tell our CEO that you've called him a sneaky type. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, okay, then. Do I have to answer that again? Well, it's, to be fair, you've already put it out there, Tyrese. You've ruined yourself. Just go the whole hog, ty- Tyrese, and say Clem. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got him. We've got him, Joe. We've got him exactly where we need him. Right. Oh, ropes. Come season on, let's finish him off. Right. What, what was it we were after, Joe? We wanted season tickets next year. We both needed new cars, didn't we? Um, well, yeah. Well, match-worn shirts, boots. Match, yeah, match-worn shirts. Gym yeah. pads. Chuck it all in. <laughs> Don't worry, Tyrese. We've we've got you covered under certain conditions. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Chris, you're up next. All right, Tyrese. <clears throat> Going back to last night again is um, why did um Jake specifically get such a, a a mobbing by that absolutely superb winner he scored by his teammates? Um, and is he already a legend in the dressing room? Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say I'd say so. Yeah, everyone everyone loves Jake. You know, he works he works his bollocks off every day in day out. So obviously himself and a few boys were probably disappointed him not to start. So coming and seeing him score that, you know, can just show how happy everyone was for him. And I could imagine he's presumably over the moon himself, and he wants to get goals. And just by his his hard work and tenacity, he'll get a, he'll get a hat for this season. So yeah. 
Hey, Tyrese. Well, you'll you'll never guess who's joined us. So uh, I know your careers haven't uh, crossed paths, but we'll we will t- we will take a, a, a mini break. But please, please stay on the line, Tyrese, as I introduce yeah. you. The first time you've spoken to the man himself from down under, Charlie Austin. Good morning to you, pal. How are you? Good morning, mate. Not too bad, you. Yeah, I'm not so bad, mate. We're basking in the glory, Charlie, of a late winner, late winner under floodlights at the county ground. You know that feeling well. Yes, I do. I did see, actually. Yeah, I see it's a good result. Um, and it's nice to see Johnny back on the Johnny scoring, because if you get Johnny playing well, then that's a big part of the puzzle. I'm glad to assist in. So, no, look, it was important to win. It was, it was nice to... It was nice to see it was a late last minute winner because when they go against you, let me tell you, they're a nightmare. I tell you what, Charlie Tyrese is on with us tonight. I know you've not met before, Tyrese. Charlie, Charlie, Tyrese. Uh, so Charlie Tyrese scored one of those goals last night. I can actually imagine what your face would have been like if you had scored the goal that he scored last night. I, how would you it describe bad, it, Tyrese? It? it wasn't e- edge bad, of the eighteen yard box, Tyrese. Absolute rocket. Drilled it low at the keeper, Charlie, and he's he's gone and done a Massimo Taibbi, and he the keeper. Uh, I've seen that. He was at Southampton, you know. That is it, Jack Rose. Jack I'm, Rose, I'm yeah. yeah, yeah. Jack Rose, yeah, he was. He, he was at Southampton for a little bit. He never played like that. He was at Southampton for a little bit. I'm sure. He had a decent game, apart from the error to Tyrese. Um, I'm sure you'd agree. Like he, um, the scoreline could have been very different if it wasn't. Yeah, fair. but Mark, Mark, no, you know yourself as a goalie. No one gives a shit if he's had a good game. He's had a stinker, <laughs> mate. He let him for his fucking legs. <laughs> That's a pure striker speaking there. Yeah, no. you know what I love, Charlie. Every single week you come on, and I try my best to be politically correct around and sort of like you know give give these lads a little bit back, and you just like you're not having it. Either. That's the second week on the back. <laughs> Like that. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I forgot to read the I forgot to read the script you give me. Sorry. <laughs> but he, he, about two minutes in, he pulled off an absolute worldie to deny Jeff got, and then he goes and does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. That was some stop, though, wasn't it, mate? To be fair, like literally seconds into the game, that was. I mean, I we obviously I was behind the keeper. Oh. Looked like a big block to me. What did you? How did you? What did you get? Pitch side. What was that? Sorry, Tori's just saying about the save itself from Jeff Cott last night in the opening seconds. It was like it was an absolute peach, was it not? Yeah, no, no, it was. It was to be fair to him, I know he's let mine in, but he's actually he's, he's a decent keeper. I played with him. Um, funnily enough, he was at Walsall last season, so I kind of know. I know him inside out, actually. You could have seen in my reaction. I didn't expect. I didn't expect it to, to go in, but I'm um, I'm kind of glad he, he gifted me that one to kind of get me going to, uh, for this season. Oh, that explains the modest celebration in front of him, then, Tyrese. Like, very very sportsman <laughs> of you. Did you ping him a DM <laughs> after the game, Tyrese? Did you ping him a text? Oh no, I don't. I don't think he'd reply even if I did. To be fair, but he's fuming. Charlie, Ty- Tyrese, has, Tyrese has only gone and done a full-on, like, you know, sort of like feet-first backflip right in front of the keeper after he's uh, meg-nuts him. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> you don't like goalies, do you, Charlie? <laughs> uh, who wants to be in goal, mate? Goalies. Especially now they all think they can... Especially now goalies think they can play with their feet and they're midfielders, mate. You're in goal for a reason. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to find me arguing with you. But look, you, you've had so Charlie, you've you've learned from your experience um, last week, mate. Um, unfortunate defeat, but you're on you're on the um, 
on the score sheet, I understand, along with a certain Mr. Dan Zaki. Um, yeah. So, obviously, Sydney, you you guys took the lead, like 3,000. No, we were shit, mate. No, no, we were shit. Oh, were you? Oh, oh mate, don't. We were shit, mate. We we went 1-0 up. They equalised 2-1. Then we missed a penalty just before half-time. Yeah, which Jay, you, I understand. No, I never took it. Jay took it because Did you, I... Um, did your cross? Was it handball from your cross? Yeah, but it was never handballed. Oh. It was one of them shitty three yard VAR things. Ah, that's right. what they've done. It was it was harsh, but it's one of them. And then um, then they shot like seventy yards deflection goal, and then they scored in extra time, mate. To be honest, but we had about fucking seventy percent possession of the ball, and just couldn't um, just couldn't score. Mm. And then I was stood on the halfway line, and when you're playing these games where you're the, where you're the better teams, you just know something might happen. And I looked back, mate, and I was like, oh, my God, they're actually going to score here. They're actually going to score. You can feel it. They went two or three times there. There's a couple of, like, attacks. And all of a sudden, mate, they scored. And we was like, oh, my God. That was the end of that. So, the semi-final round got to the semi-final. I think it was a, it wasn't the best feeling in the dressing room, as you can imagine. I fired a few into the Australians. Oh. But, um, but that's about it. Now, we move on now. We've got four weeks, or three and a half weeks till the season starts. Yeah, so you got you. Am I right? Think you got Rochdale, Rochdale Rovers on Saturday. You yeah, know. the fuck knows. I don't even know who they are. Yeah, that's got non-league. That's got non-league opposition written all over it, isn't it? Or sort of like provincial opposition down there. I don't even know who they are, mate. If I'm brutally honest, it's been so tough because Australia's so big, and because football's like their fourth sport or whatever, they only have twelve like. A league teams, there's no you can't don't really want to play them before the season starts if you can help it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're just trying to fill the void a little bit. Mm. But no, other than that, mate, other than that, it is all fine, mate. All fine and dandy down my end. What what the bloody hell is that in the background? We had but we had this talk of magpies last week. What the hell's that stalking you this week? I don't know, mate, but I'm worried it could come as oh, I don't know, mate. <laughs> It's getting oh, I know, I've got my eye on him now, mate. Don't worry about that, I've got my eye on him. But no, other than that, mate, other than that, I'm all good, man. I'm just currently stood outside, was it 6.42 here? And there's a cloud in the sky, mate. I oh, always right. say that every week, but they generally end. I can't, wait until we, I can't wait until we have this conversa- these conversations throughout November, December, January and February, mate, if I'm brutally honest. Yeah, thanks ever so much. Yeah, while we're all sitting here shivering with unpayable energy bills... <laughs> oh, oh, that, 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 I know. <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Well, listen, who's, um, go on. No, no, no. I was going to say we've got Doncaster at the weekend. Um, any any insights? Any predictions? Do you want to um, do you want to uh, give us a prediction to follow? Yeah, two nil. Got to put a run together. Yeah, they got to put start putting a run together. Like I said last week. Last minute winner on under the lights at home is is a good way to start, I guess. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be nice to see them go back to back and, and win and and put a little run together because listen, there has been talks of people saying X, Y, and Z about the managers. People say they're just opinions. Do you know what I mean? People say X, Y, and Z about manager about the the club and how it's not how it was last year. We can see it's not, but for me, it just. The only way that can change and people stop talking like that is results and winning games of football. So, yep. I'm going to Neil Town, mate. 
Well, funny enough, before the game, I said I fancied last night under floodlights at the county ground was going to be the game where it clicked. I didn't quite see that kind of click-type performance with loads and loads and loads of slick football, but in large, large patches, I'm sure Tyrese will probably agree, well, I hope he would, large patches, really, really lovely football. Um, but you can still see that the team are gelling. You know, it's still a work in progress. But, you know, Sutton were above, men, above the boys in the league. Um, you know, we scored three goals at home under floodlights. Yeah, we've let in two, but, you know, we've got the three points in the bag. So I'll make you right, Charlie. Yeah. But like I said like before, listen, this is Johnny's second year playing in League Two. He'd want to get out of there as quick as possible. But he's some player. Um, and if you can get him playing, him and Glad's playing properly, and you've got a couple of goal scorers in the team, Jake's scoring again the other day. If Jeff Gott can get off the marks and get going, do you know what I mean? It'll all click. It'll yeah. all click. So, fingers crossed, mate, for the weekend that they can continue to push forward. All right, then, buddy. Well, listen, love to the family. We'll let you get on with Always. your week. Uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep an eye out can for Can I ask you. one more thing, Hannes? Go on, mate. Sorry, Charlie. Um, right. Did you see last night uh, for MacArthur in the Australia Cup, a 14-year-old goalie made his debut? Yeah, they put him on like 93rd minute, didn't they? Yeah, because they're oh, was goalie. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he only come on for like a minute. Yeah, but oh, he's, uh, yeah, he was on he was on the bench because they 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 have a goal he was injured or something. So fair play to their manager, just put him on. Brilliant. Oh mate, I didn't know it was last minute, but I saw a picture of him and like the no, photo no, no, I saw no, you mate. couldn't even see the uh, crossbar in the photo. Well, I mean he is fourteen. <laughs> well, I know that. But hey, if you're coming up against him, you're backing yourself to score at least a hat trick, aren't you? Maybe six. Double hey. hat trick. I'll, I'll go one better than that, Charlie. I don't know if you've seen the BBC today, but last night Glenarvan in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Northern yeah, Irish. 13 year old. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. 13 year old. They're the youngest player, isn't it? Yeah, and he made the assist as well at 13 years of age. Like, I don't, I mean, listen, that's still, you've still got people over there that are full time pros. That's some achievement, isn't it, as a 13 year old? Yeah, as you're not wrong. Anyone getting the opportunity, mate, anyone getting the opportunity at that age, he must be doing something right. So, so yeah. look, hopefully, long may it continue. However, I'm not sure Swindon are going to roll out a 13 or 14 year old anytime soon. Hey, you say that, Charlie. Listen, we weren't far off, mate. Sam Hart, 15 years old, made his Sunny, competitive... Sunny Hart. Sunny Hart, sorry. Sunny Hart, not Sam. Sam won the bloody, won our prize, didn't he, uh, last night? But no, Sunny Hart, um, son of the, um, uh, one of the uh, fitness chaps. But he came yeah. on pretty I, I, you know, like anybody, you would say, oh, is this a bit of nepotism? You know, young lad getting an opportunity playing for our football club because, you know, parents are involved in the game or so, such like that. Yeah. Came on against Woke in pre-season, and I could—I I mean, honestly, mate, 15 years of age, he was an absolute beast um, against a couple he of. About 35. Oh, mate, he's huge, and um, has now made his competitive debut. Played against Palace under 21s last week. Um, yeah, very raw, but I'll tell you what, mate, he's—he um, is going to be some talent. You put another four or five years on him, he's going to be a baller. So, um, yeah, they're, they're definitely blooding the youngsters, Charlie, in a way that, you know, you're probably not used to at our place. So, um, keep an <laughs> no, mate, when I was there, you had to be over 25, mate, other than me, Wardy and Darbs, and that was it. Yeah, no, exactly that. Exactly that. But listen, that Pat. All right. Go on, mate. Take it steady. All right. All the best for the weekend. Take good care of yourself. Go on, pal. See you later, mate. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 Right, well, listen, let's get, let's get Tyrese straight back on the rack. Tyrese, your, your first experience to Charlie. He's a, he's a good boy, isn't he? <laughs> oh, no, he seems like a, he seems like a top guy, to be fair. Yeah. So imagine, or he's just, what, what time is it over there? Uh, he's literally, he literally peels himself out of bed and he, he, yeah, he talks to me, um, talks to me over a coffee 
Um, <laughs> straight off yeah. the bat. No, he loves yeah. it. He's got such an affinity with um, such an affinity with our club and with our supporters. Um, still, still got a home in the area. Um, I think if things have maybe gone slightly differently, um, we may well have seen him um, lining up for Swindon this season. But um, yeah, like, I mean, I, I can honestly, honestly say he the, the sole reason that he gives us the opportunity to have a chat every single week is he he just loves to keep in touch with all things Swindon. So um, yeah. He, of, uh, yeah, forces his arm, but no, he's a good boy. He's a really, really good lad, and hell of a career he's had as well. And you think he's got himself into England, into the England squad as well, multiple moves around the Prem and such like. Yeah, and he's still very humble. Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's just a great career. It's what you know, every every player wishes for. To be fair, so you know, it's good, it's yeah. good to hear, hear hear from him. Well, look, Ellis, Ellis is speaking of sort of like the serious stuff. Ellis has got a really, very, very serious Swindon Town question for you, Tyrese. Yeah, going straight, going straight back in into the deep end with the, with this question. Um, it's from Max uh, via Twitter. What is your favourite cheese? Oh, I'm not a big cheese head. Um, I'd say um, I'd just go cheddar, cheddar cheese. Just cheddar cheese, just. I think that's the average. I'm with, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm I'm not a yeah. cheese man myself. Yeah. Yeah. There you if it's go. not blue, it's not worth talking about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and if it smells, you don't really want it either. <laughs> yeah, that's another that's another sign. Well, there's a certain, there's a certain section of our fan base, Tyrese, that are fascinated by um, everyone connected with our club's uh, take on cheese. So please <laughs> pop that out of you, and it's a good, fine West Country cheddar. Uh, yeah. Joe, Joe, move us along. I'll move us along. At least you didn't go for a, a Frenchy question when no one knew what the cheese was. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, fair play. <laughs> um, so this question's from Mike on Twitter. He's asked, what is keeping the dressing room together? Seems like a real unity, despite the results not being there so far. That must have come in before last night, because he probably went asked that before last night. But... No, 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 he definitely didn't, by the way. It came in tonight, because um, obviously we'd only confirmed Tyrese this afternoon. So, Mike, oh, true. come in the Sarvo. Okay, um, yeah. So what's keeping the dressing room together? What's, what's, what's the dressing room like? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that the staff definitely, they're keeping the, the unity in... In, in the group to be fair but I'd say um, like you said yesterday a lot of it comes from, comes from the players like you know we've got a lot of experienced leaders leaders in the team and, and we also got majority young players so I'd say the experience from the older the, the older experienced ones um, are, are gelling and we, we know how, how good we are so like the reviews we're not letting that really get, get to our heads and we just you know stick to our, to our game plan what the what gaffer wants us to go out and, and do really Ty, 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 yeah. Tyree, sorry, mate. We just had a live question flash in from Frazzle. Um, and the only reason I'm skipping away from that is that we've already kind of sort of touched on it. So, Mike, I hope I hope collectively across the, the show so far we've answered it. Um, Frazzle's asking, who did you idolise, um, Tyrese, as, uh, as you were growing up? Who was your, who was your football idol? Um, hmm. Kind of the obvious, um I'd say Ronaldo. I was a big Ronaldo fan when I was when I was a lot younger. But but grow, growing up as a winger, I liked um, Wilfred Zaha. I wouldn't say I play like him, but he's a player I liked. You know, he's like a typical raw winger. You know, he's very very direct, and you can see the season. He's started off amazing, amazingly in the in the Premier League. So, is I'm a big big fan of him. Why do you think it didn't work out for Zaha at United? 
Tyrese, because clearly he's still getting linked to Arsenal, Chelsea, he's still getting linked to big clubs. But he had the opportunity at United, but it just didn't fire for him. What did you ever have a theory on that? Um, I don't have a theory on that, but just playing playing football, like, I can just say, um, just maybe 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 it wasn't the right time. You know, a lot, a lot of people develop at, at at different ages. You see young players playing at a high level. You see players peak at um, twenty five, twenty six. So I'd probably just say it might it might not have been the right time. And as he as he developed at, at Palace, you know, I, I can see him as a as a wide player. You know, getting into most 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 teams in the Premier League definitely. Gotcha. Hey, look, Cyrus, we're entering the anchor leg of your questions now, mate, so we're almost there. Um, Chris, you've got the next one, I believe. Uh, yes, I do. Um, Tyrese, who was your best friend within the, the Swindon squad? Um, oh. You're going to have to choose between Marcel and Reese, and I'm sure they're both listening. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Bell. Good luck, Bell. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'd say both of them. Obviously, Reese. Reese has spent the majority of last season with, so we automatically had a good relationship. And um, Marcel, since he's coming, we just um, we just get along perfectly. Yeah, so, yeah, both of them, both of them. Oh, that's such a splinters in the bum question there. I'll get me twinkles <laughs> out. I'll, we'll, see you, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. We'll give you that one. Seeing as you're still a new boy. Uh, Joe, Joe, you got the next question, I believe. I do, yeah. So this one looks like it's anonymous, but it just says, describe Swindon Town in three words. Oh. Um, hmm. Tough one. This could have told me to prepare for this one. Ah. <laughs> um, that's in any three words. Ah. Mm. Can I think now? Mine's gone blank. I quite like the idea of we're going up. Yeah. I like that one. I was, I was mainly thinking of three, three, three different ways. If I, can, if I can use that, definitely. I said that a fan asked me yesterday, and I was definitely I was, scree- I was, I was all screaming. It's definitely you know something that the whole team are buying into this season, and I, and I hope the fans fans think the same because we definitely think that's that's achievable. I mean, that's that really is the kind of chat behind the scenes, Tyrese, isn't it? And and yeah. Everyone that we have spoken to, they've all kind of like unerringly said that. Now, I appreciate like from a sporting point of view, positive mental attitude and all of that. But, that you know, the the recurring themes are like, we've got quality in this squad. It's going to click. We're going up. Like there was just this. And I think you, we've just heard Charlie there sort of providing a sort of an outsider perspective on it as well. That, you know, obviously there's, you know, people from outside the club can see the quality. Um, you know, they can associate quality, you know, they can see the likes of Willow, the likes of Gladders, you know, you've you've got like proven quality from further up the, you know, from, from further up the leagues. Quick question that's coming from Steve Curtis, Tyrese, is what's the quickest you've ever done in 100 metres? Oh, see, I don't think I've timed myself since, like I say, going back to school, but um, I, I think it was like, 12, 12 seconds just wow. under. It was a, it was a, it was a long time. I used to do a lot of athletics in school. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Would you describe yourself as as fast, Tyrese? Because you've got one of those sort of running styles. You're very similar to Gladders, that you can cover, you can cover ground, 
but your running style. I mean, I, I used to, an old friend of mine used to play in golf for Gillingham, a lad called um, uh, uh, J- oh, Jason Brown. Sorry, my yeah. mind, ex um, Welsh international. And Jason was saying that his his physique, from from a viewpoint of the stands, he used to get a lot of feedback from scouts that they didn't think he was as tall or as athletic as he actually was because of his because of his build and his his yeah. general gait. Um, you've got you've got a running style that a, f- a friend of mine said. I'm not sure whether like, I can't work out whether he's quick or not. But he said it's only when you stand back and you see the amount of ground you're covering that you realise that you are quick. How how would you describe yourself in the pace stakes? Yeah, no, I'd, I'd say I, I'm, I'm very quick. Like I was going to say, I could I could show you my stats. I'm always like <laughs> near, near, after we get our stats after the game. I'm always like at, at the top. And I was going to say like you touched on tall players don't kind of really seem to. You know, if you see a small, small, small player that's quite nippy, they'll, they'll really say like he's quick. But with tall people, they don't kind of realise it. But yeah, like I do have long strides and I do cover cover a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, deceptive, Tyree. Like absolutely deceptive. I, I only yeah. uh, only wish that I could empathise. My, my um, <laughs> what's uh, what we got next? So we've got um. Oh, I've got a question for you, Tyree. Sorry. So this is um. This has come from Darren on WhatsApp. And Darren says, Tyrese, when Scott Lindsay gave the squad extra time off over the weekend, did the squad go and do social things together? Or was it a case of head back home with two um, friends and family? Yeah, no, it was It was more of a, we didn't, we didn't get together. It was more of a, of a um, go, go back home because like, we've got a lot of players who are from quite far out in the sticks, quite far from each other. So, yeah, I think everyone went back to their, their respective, you know, families over the weekend and the, uh, Worked quite well, considering you know we got we got a result um, we got a result last night. So hoping the gaffer sees that and uh, you know gives us some days off. Indulges you some more. Indulges. Yeah. Right, you you might want to keep a smile on your face for this next one, Chris. You're up. All right, Tyrese. <clears throat> this is this is your chance to endear yourself to us, as Swindon fans. Cackle if you hate Oxford. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I, thought was, I, I thought it was Port Vale. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, but then priorities, priorities, Tyrese, yeah. priorities. Mick on Twitter. I hope that answers your question. Um, I, I think we'll also have to crop that one on the media edit as well and push that one out along with along with Tyrese's slating of us of our CEO. Don't think we've forgotten Tyrese. No, no, no. <laughs> Yes. Right. For 20 great British pounds to the donation of a charity of your choosing, have you completed an initiation song and are you going to sing it for us now? I'm happy to make a donation. I don't know about the singing. I I did sing, actually. I did sing. What song? Um... Come on, Tyrese. We're all friends here. Didn't you... we see it on Willow's Instagram story? <laughs> yeah, sure I think that. I think you I think you would have. Yeah, I, I did sing it. Was um. Can we get a live rendition? Uh, I didn't. I don't have um. I did bring my my auto tune set up with with me. Uh... <laughs> don't disappoint us. Diva, Tyrese. I've got to say, if Jonah was here, he'd be like a ferret up a drain pipe. Any opportunity to sing, uh... you know, he's right there, Tyrese. And like I said, we, we've got money burning holes in our pockets for the charity of your choosing, Tyrese, right this second. In fact, we'll go so far as to say this, we'll up the stakes. What do you reckon, boys? Should we double it and go 40 quid? 
Let's go 50. Yeah. 50 quid. There you go. Like 50 quid for a charity you're choosing. And all we need is one verse. I'm not agreeing to this. And if he doesn't sing it, we're going to have to get Gabs on to do it for him. Yeah. That's true. Can, it, can we get hoops to, to try and uh, locate Jonah or someone to do, to do it for me? Oh, my God. Well... <laughs> There's a, I don't know. We're gonna to have to think of a forfeit here. Like we really are. Like I don't like to put the new. Yeah, boy I'll, 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 no, I'll, I'll do a forfeit. I'll do. Can we ask for a certain celebration with your next goal? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Come on, boys. Let's think of a let's think of a celebration for Ty's next goal. Oh, uh, that's that's quite straightforward. I think you've you've got to do the trust me, daddy, Jakey Wakelin. I think you you and him have got to do something along the lines of trust me, daddy, the slap away at the town end. I think that's what you got hit us with. Okay, so like a, a duet, then both of us do. Yeah, it. stand there side by side, big slap. Trust me, daddy, bash it away. Okay, then that that sounds that sounds like a deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we'll we'll take a signed shirt as well, Tyrese, to auction off as well. But you know, listen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. No, no, no that's, that's fine. We're putting professional, we're putting professional powers to uh, pressure here. It's not good. We're yeah, abusing poor, power. Poor, poor old Hoops is now spitting feathers because he's he's only got so many shirts, so many shirts. But um, <laughs> sorry, Hoops. Like he, all he had to do was sing a verse. Hoops. That's all he had to do. Your man's let us down. All right, Tyrese, we'll, we'll give you we'll give you a pass. As I say, we're we're pretty we're right down the bottom end of the anchor leg now. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Where are we? We have got I've got the next one for you. So, Tyrese, there's a um, there's a photo of you from the new kit launch, and you're absolutely cracking up, holding the football in your hands. What was the backstory? Um, it was you know what I don't um, I don't know how to say it. Like the back, the backdrop for the the photo shoot wasn't. Um, I'd come. I'd say I'm fairly tallish. Like putting the ball over my head, it didn't fit into like the frame. So we had to like go on our knees and do it. And I was struggling. And like the boys behind the camera was just giving me loads, giving me loads, battering me because I couldn't, I couldn't balance the ball <laughs> on, my on my knees. So that's that's where that laugh is is, is come from. Uh, so it wasn't just, you're not just like a you know like your typical catalogue models like cackle that you've got that no, in the armory like that. No, that was that was that was genuine. That was hundred percent genuine. <laughs> uh, all right, Chris. Um, oh, this is a oh, this is a good one. All right, uh, Tyrese. This is from some lad called Callum on, um, who sent us a question via WhatsApp, and he wants to know why did you kick my camera bag? Oh no. Well, oh, and that is him as well, Tyrese. He is listening. <laughs> I, I like that. Some some kid called Callum. Um, I I don't know what I thought the the bag was, but I just I saw it and I just something said just smash the bag. But I didn't. I, I, re, I, I, re, I regret now because I didn't know what was in there. And it's obviously, a lot of damage has been has been done since that. Um, Silly, silly decision of mine. So, um, Callum, I'm sorry, and can you reply to my WhatsApp now, please? <laughs> Tyrese, I've got I've to say, waiting, I've been waiting a long time. Is Tyrese being aired? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, no. <laughs> Tyrese, I've got to say, there is a wonderful moment where you just sort of realise you're being, it's almost like you someone's got older and you're desperate to get over to him. And I, what did you whisper into his ear? I said, I'm so, so sorry. I'm sorry. 
But I don't think I don't think he realised the damage that had been done at the time even. So um I think he was oblivious to it kind of. So yeah, it did the um the grief didn't come till after the game. Oh and he showed me he showed Cleb, me the, the broken country. camera. Just get Cleb on it. It's not expensive. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can get an, an invoice sent over to him. I hope, I hope. Get 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 the fragments of the lens back down to uh, Don Rogers' shop. Get him to mount it on a big wooden plinth. That'd be a lovely trophy for the rest of his career. Don't you worry. I'm sure he'll find he'll find a way through. What's um? So your penultimate question, Tyrese, is from Ellis. Right. What is your funniest fan encounter to date? Uh, funniest fan encounter to date. Um. I probably say, I probably say yeah probably say yesterday a fan a fan asked for my gloves and uh, normally I'd, I'd probably give them away but I think I bought them like an hour before the game so I was kind of reluctant to kind of give away a pair of gloves <laughs> that I literally just bought so unfortunately I did I didn't, I didn't give them to him but um, if he asks again I remember I'll, I'll bring a pair I'll bring a pair next game, <laughs> next game for him I haven't I haven't forgot him I'm speaking to him over on Instagram so I hate I hate him forgot him. Why do you want gloves? I don't understand the shirt, but gloves, why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's got that's that's somebody wanting to use those, isn't it? Let's be honest. That's someone yeah. wanting to... <laughs> that that's not that's no souvenir. That's someone after a freebie. I think one of one of my favorite one of my favourites on the show today, I think um Rashawn Hepburn Murphy um sort of remotely said last week one of his favourites was uh he was on I think he said he was on loan at Tranmere. He said he was just about to take a corner, and I think he just scored just prior. And he said a Tranmere fans ran out the stand, run over to him, and like gave him the biggest kiss. And he said all he remembers was literally seeing security throw this geezer back into the stand. Wow. Um. Yeah. Well, like I said, well, we well, might be... do something similar to you, pal. It gets a bit fruity in the town end. Well, to, to be fair, I thought you was just on about this season, but I, well, I thought you was just on about the Swindon fan encounters, but I'd probably say. Um, in the in the cup game when we had we, we had Warsaw, I think um, tried to do a crow turn and, um, in our own half, and it went out for a, um, went out for a corner. And there's a picture of me and the Warsaw fans in the back, and I think there's about um, about five hundred of them just giving like me like the wanker hands, which is, <laughs> which is unexpected because before I, before I left. Before I left, it was kind of kind of loved me, wanted me to sign, and I, I didn't get that. So I've looked at the picture, and there's like funny one is it's a front row it's like a lad with a pram like not even paying attention to like his kid that's in the pram he's just too busy <laughs> too busy throwing fingers at me and he's probably only about 18 and it's hilarious I'll, I'll send you the picture over but I'll, I'll probably say that photo oh please is, do is tweet that please do tweet that Tyrese on the on the tweet that we put out for the show mate please do attach it to that make sure everyone sees it that'd be fantastic yeah Right, I've got your final question, Tyrese. Your final, you've been a brilliant sport. And your final question comes from Ashley on WhatsApp. And Ashley says, Tyrese, what is your most treasured football memory to date? Um, um, I, I'd probably say my, my first professional goal because it come from, um, it was Newport, New, Newport away. And it was one um, which my mum didn't really go to away games. My family don't come to home games, but they usually don't travel away. I'm funny enough. Um, they they came, and then um, I scored uh, equaliser to bring it to one one, and and that was coming into my first professional season and my first professional goal. The feeling I had, 
I'd probably say I ain't, I ain't felt like that that since that you know getting the first goal is just you know over the moon best feeling and especially in front of the family which is can ask for anything more I'd probably say that definitely oh magical yeah particularly in front of the family and and when I mean when those sort of moments happen sorry a bit like last night I mean we spoke off air earlier today and you were telling me that the flip was just something that just happened like you just felt compelled to do it is it yeah. literally just sort of like instinct takes over and you just like ride the moment or you know do can you plan around it or you know what what I'm, I'm guessing you, you give me the impression you're a very instinctive personality in that respect yeah, you, you, you can plan. You can plan around it, but like I said yesterday, it's just yeah, literally just in instinct. It's a thing where you just this feeling comes, and then you know you just got you just got to go go and uh, ride with it. So yeah, definitely in, instinctive. Um, like, like I said, I think that's probably my best celebration. But it's not like I've done it every time I've scored. So yeah, it's just off 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 the cuff, you know, when I'm when I'm feeling it. Well, mate, you've already, you've already, I think, put yourself well on the uh, top podium at the moment for the Great Levitating Men of Town Award at the end of the mm-hmm. season. Which, um, yeah, so congratulations! One of the more bizarre photos that I've seen of a Swindon Town player airborne. But it's um, never getting beaten, is it? Yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, can I get that award now? Is that right? <laughs> nah, mate, it's well, in the post. Don't worry. Ty- Tyrese, are you aware who won it last season? Payne? No. Oh, who was that? It was Ben Gladwin last season. Now, wow. I'll tell you what, Tyrese, when you... I'll, I'll, Let's not go into this. Actually, let, no, it's past, it's past nine o'clock. Let's still go into it. Well, <laughs> let's let's just say that... You remember when Conor McGregor fought um, Floyd Mayweather? Yeah. And you'll, you'll remember there was a particular moment where Conor McGregor had sort of whipped himself up into a state of arousal. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's, all we're going to say is that there's a shot and hoops will... Fill in the blanks. Um, the Gladwin just oh, turned into McGregor. The, the boys, the boys couldn't understand it. So we had. I'm trying to remember who was there. There was Payne. There was um, Reedy. Macca was in there. Josh Hunty Davis. Hunty was in there as well, and they couldn't work out why Payne hadn't won it. Payne was absolutely gobsmacked. When we kind of politely explained, because we we're before the watershed, why Gladys had won it, and, yeah. and that they've actually looked at the photo. They none of them realised what how funny it was until it was compared to yes the other photo I could imagine. It was yeah, just yeah. very, 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 very happy to uh, to have scored a goal. So Tyrese, <laughs> we we will we will attach that photo, Tyrese, yeah. of Reedy's Reedy's reaction when the penny drops. It's a moment <laughs> to be old, and uh, yeah. and I'm sure it's a very proud moment for Gladders as well. To be fair, because we we were all impressed. It's fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But look, Tyrese, you've been an absolutely brilliant sport, mate. Those are your questions. How was that for you? I know it, it was great, and kind of glad I got it got this done now. So I, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was lovely. Well, listen, don't don't be a stranger, Tyrese. You'll you'll see plenty of us around the um, plenty of us around the ground on match days. And um, please come back on the show on a Wednesday night at some point during the season. Let us know your thoughts. How the season's progressing? How you're getting on personally? Um, and yeah, we're always we're always around on Twitter, mate. Enjoying the banter with you. So um, yeah, we, we look we look forward to um, we look forward to developing the relationship as as things unfold moving forward. Yeah, definitely. Me too. No, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, then, buddy. Well, listen, you're you're free to go, Tyrese. We're not going to hold you to it. We've yeah. got um, 
we've got a we've got a little bit of any other business to tie into. But um, you're more than welcome to to sort of like hang on and listen. But we're not going to badger you of any more questions, mate. You're you, we, we release you back to the audience. <laughs> Cheers, Hannah. Thank you. Hey, no worries. Take good care yeah. of yourself, Tyrese. Thanks again, pal. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye, mate. Well, <sighs> Joe, Ellis, Chris, he didn't disappoint, did he? He did. Oh, it was brilliant, oh, man. It was brilliant. What a boy. What a boy. What a great character. Didn't dodge any of the questions. And and you know, sincerely, like those those questions have come in. We, we say this at the start of every show, but no matter what, what questions get asked, um, there's always someone will put the boot in and say, oh, why didn't you ask this question? Why didn't you ask that? Well, the reason we didn't ask those questions, mate, was you didn't submit them. So the questions that have been read have all been submitted. Um, and some of them have been contributed. We've beefed up some of them from us or, you know, we've we've added a, an extra bit of weight to some of the questions from ourselves because they're kind of in the right area. But all the questions, are, you know, fundamentally are, are from you guys, from the audience. So um, uh, Tyrese was very, very clear with me before Andy went, oh, you asked me whatever you like, mate. He said, like, I'm not shying away from it. And that has been the consistent theme uh, with the boys from the, uh, from the dressing room this year. Um, so I, say, I think this year, the dressing room, as you mentioned... All the boys that have sort of got involved have been so open before the games, haven't they? They've come up to us and said, you know, no holes barred, let's let it all hang out. And yeah, they've been they've been amazing, haven't they? I think I think there's clearly I think last season it was obviously it was a very different environment in terms of what was you know, what what the performance side of the club was allowing to be communicated outwardly. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, it's clearly, I mean, they've spoken openly. It's no, it's no secret, is it? They've spoken openly this season about wanting to, um, you know, be a little bit more open. I think the, you know, the gaffer's all in favour of that. And it's interesting because the, the gaffer has openly said himself that he's not, you know, media trained to the hilt. You know, media is something that he's got to learn and, and he's not been, you know, he's, he's not been able to avoid critics this year because of, you know, some of the gaffer's performances in, in, in the media. But I think having, having spoken to the gaffer off air as well as on air, um, I can, I can say that obviously what we see on camera is like, you know, literally him being, him being genuine. Um, And there's part of me that is much rather, I'd much rather see that sort of genuine delivery, as frustrating as it might be in some respects. I'd much rather see that genuine delivery than get a load of cliches and sound bites. Yeah, uh, 100%. You know? um, so, yeah, like literally it's refreshing. Um, and, yeah, and I was about to say long may it continue, but I don't want to slip into football cliches. Um, but, hey, so we're... Um, yeah, yes, SM1 indeed. Players were approaching. <laughs> what a wonderful... All right, Joe, you're going to have to explain this. So um, SM1 has uh, has just tweeted... Where is it? It just flashed up on my screen. SM1 has just tweeted and said, Joe, players approaching you pre-match and saying, let's let it all hang out. Is there something we don't know about? Well, uh, well, that's just Ben Gladwin, but, but other than that, I might have <laughs> exaggerated. <laughs> By the way, what do you guys have got? If you have, I've got the photo. We need to get that photo up online. Can we just Hopefully. say as well, we love Gladders, and uh, and we just love that photo. So it is what I, it is. Well, Reedy loves that photo as well. Reedy loves that photo of Reedy's reaction as well as he loves the photo of the celebration against Scunny. It was Scunny, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Find me. A t- was it Scunny? Or was it Rochdale? Uh, no, no was... it, was, it was Rochdale. Um, Scunny was like the first game of the season. It was definitely Rochdale. Yeah, it was Rochdale. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. Be- I'm gonna be- beg to differ with you boys. So I'm gonna beg to differ, but I'm not gonna pull rank. I'm not gonna no, be. That- well, well I might, I might was be wrong. He, he was in the yellow. Uh, well, uh, oh. it wasn't Rochdale then. Ah, uh, yeah. Back oh, off, Chris. We'll stand down. 
See, man knows his onions. Man, yeah. like, oh no, Hoopers, look, Hoops is chipping in. So Hoops has just, Hoops has messaged me and said it was Bristol Rovers. Well, uh, we're, all we're all wrong. We're all wrong. We Thank- know nothing. Let's end the show now. Let's do our research and we'll come back better. <laughs> Thanks, Hoops. That's that's very, very kind of you. Um, we're we're going to try and... Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't think you're right, Hoops, though. I don't think you're right. But anyway... Anybody... I don't think it was first game of the season, so I think we can write Scunthorpe off. Well, all right. Like I said, I beg to... <laughs> I beg to differ. Might have to get Dan Designs on because he was the one that did the print for the award. Um, and I'm sure, Dan, all I would say is, you know, I think Dan was a little generous with the with the pencil, shall we say. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I'm seeing Dan on Saturday, so I'll ask him. Yeah, yeah. Ask him about his pencil generosity. Oh, hello. Hoops has sent me a picture saying that it was definitely against Rovers. All right, so. Let's let's see what we've got here. Let's see what we've got here. Is he? Is he uh, just excuse me while I jump into, into. Oh, he's right. He's only right, and he. It is. Oh, there it is in all its splendour. It was Rovers. <laughs> yes, Rovers penalty pissing down with rain is what's been sent to me. And yes, you're right. I back down. I, I apologise. Well, yes. let's move on from uh, from Gladys' appendage, and uh, we'll carry on. And Dan Designs pencil. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. So, um, listen. I mean, look, we had a we had a whole show dedicated to it. By the way, that's been listened uh, listened to two and a half thousand times. Thank you ever so much, Swindon Town fans, for tuning in to our post match show last night. <clears throat> Obviously, Swindon. We'll spend a we'll, we'll give it five ten minutes. Swindon three Sutton two. So, Swindon maintained our uh, our hundred percent record, um, which had uh, basically been constructed by three previous two one wins. One back in eighty one. One in 2021 and 2022. And yeah, fair to say we flew out the traps as we talked about with Tyrese. With um, Luke Jeff got really, really unlucky um, in not breaking, um, uh, sorry, scoring the opening goal for Swindon, um, pulling an absolute wonder save from that Jack Rose, um, who Shady did a brilliant job in humiliating uh, about half an hour later. Um, but clearly we were sucker punched for their equaliser. The curse of the old boy struck as uh, Will Randall banged one in um, after four minutes. Um, yeah, we, we talked with Tyrese, obviously, about his goal. Absolute clangor from Rose on 35 minutes as Tyrese Shade um, hit the equaliser. Very pleasing to see uh, aforementioned uh, Ben Gladwing um, assisting without the need of a pencil or otherwise. And then Town took the lead. So, yeah, lovely bit of tidy build-up play. Um, some nifty footwork from Luke Jeffcott managing to lay the ball back to Johnny Williams, who's rifled one in at the top left-hand corner, if he stood behind the goal where I was in the town end. Um, and then we thought it was going to be glory pie there afterwards. And then 42 minutes, Will Randall um, has taken advantage of our midfield, being utterly out-muscled and has managed to um, finish past Solbrin with a cute finishing at the bottom right-hand corner. But a largely dreadful second half where Sutton were pretty agricultural. Uh, substitutions Swindon made were greeted with boos. There were reports of fans and management exchanges, um, and um, there are reports of our of our skipper um, uh, having words with certain dissenters, shall we say, in the town end. But the squad gave it a perfect response. Uh, Jake Wakeling coming off the bench um, to secure all three points. Um, a lovely header, out jumping, absolute monstrous. Sutton defenders um, with Fraser, Blake, Tracy on the assist with a pinpoint cross um, from just in front of the Arkles. So, 
I mean, listen, boys, we were, it was a difficult one for us, wasn't it, after the game? It's fair to say we were all largely speechless. I was just going to pose this question. Did we get out of jail? Was it a get out of jail result? Uh, or was it a case of the result that matters? Um, you know, we seem to show far more attacking intent moving forward than we have pretty much all season. So do we just run with that and we say we're happy with it? Because we struggled, didn't we, to get going? I mean, like I said, two and a half thousand people have listened to the show. I think it was the last count and we had about 2,800 listens to our show last night. So clearly people have been listening to it in its entirety. But, oh, we struggled to get it, get going, didn't we? We were all sort of pumped after the game. We weren't quite sure where to where to sort of pin our flag. I think. Uh, oh, go on, Joe. Sorry, Chris. You go on, mate. I was going to say. Uh, I think ahead of the game, to me, the the most important thing there was to win. Um, and and obviously we needed that with a performance. But I thought we uh, there were so many draws and whatnot and whatnot. But we just needed to win that game to get some confidence going. So, and obviously we saw signs in the way that we played. Um, and uh, and a lot that looked a lot better. But we still looked so vulnerable at the back. And the, the, the gaps between defence and midfield is a bit worrying. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because obviously I watched the game with you, Hannah, yesterday. And we did the show after the game. We sort of started it off by being a bit like, well, a win's a win. You've got to take it for what it is. But we're still a little bit disappointed. Um, but looking at the stats, we dominated possession. We had more shots on goal. We had a higher XG. By that, you've got to say we deserve to win. Just on paper, I, I I think we were the better side last night. I think looking at like watching the game, if it was a boxing match, we would have won on points. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I it. They were there to take him, weren't they? They weren't. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. For sure. Like our defense, like uh, like uh, Chris said, we were very shaky in defense. But going forward, um. We had good spells in that. I, I think. I think, but both teams' defense wasn't probably up to scratch last night, and I think that um, showed in the in the scoreline. Well, was it? I mean, yeah. I think for me, I, I think particularly in the first half, there were there were long periods of also sorry, long periods. There were there were there were multiple patches of really really nice football. That I mean, Ben Gladwin hit an absolute sumptuous fifty yarder to feet. Like some of our first touches were just class above League Two. Charlie mentioned earlier. We were talking to Charlie Austin earlier about uh, Johnny Williams, but I mean, literally, there were points last night where it was like he was playing the game in his slippers, and I don't mean as in he was falling over because he had no studs, but I literally mean his first touch was like he had moccasins on, like absolutely Mate, I think beautiful. Hoops and Jonah must mess around with his boots and wax super glue on them. Um, I mean, it literally was. There, it, I mean, it was super. I mean, you had Marcel Lavinier so I was like overlapping down the right hand side. That looked really slick. You could see like those patterns of play were developing. I think the the concern for me was that we were seeing lots of lovely touches um, and football from uh, Ronan Darcy, but it appeared to me that Sutton. I don't know whether they were consciously targeting him because physically he was sort of significant. He's a very, very different beast. He was a technician, you know, versus a... It was a Ferrari versus a bloody combine harvester, wasn't it? Let's be honest, um, in terms of the, the matchups in the midfield. Um, and, and and for me, I think that's where the that's where the sec, their second goal came from. 
um, you know, some of those mismatches just weren't just weren't working out. Um, interesting, you talk about gaps between the midfield, Chris, and and the defence because um, one of the constant themes that seems to have come up in the sort of twenty four hours since has been um, commentary around um, uh, that you know have we have we got different tactical instructions going into Louis Reed this season as in like, you know, getting, you know, getting forward more, supporting the attack more, as opposed to just sort of literally sitting in front of, you know, two centre-backs. Um, and interesting where the second goal came from last night. Uh, I, I literally, I had a fella stood right next to me that really would have been stood there last season. So, I mean, me personally, I, I, I got to be honest, I'm just happy that we've got Reed in a down shirt. So I don't see the need to be kind of like drilling a bit and looking for inquests. And and there's been a lot of conversations about, you know, Reedy's form this season versus previous seasons. For me, it's always going to be a question of, you know, form is temporary, class is permanent. But mm. have any of you guys noticed any, you know, sort of tactically a, a very, very distinct kind of change in where Reedy is popping up this season? Uh, not, not so much that as well, but I would actually... <clears throat> Thinking, I would probably, I would like to see Reed play a little bit further forward, and uh, I know it's uh, uh, probably a bit of a pipe dream, but having um, uh, obviously with the, the window being shut, but having a more solid defensive midfielder, or even <clears throat> dare I say it, Jordan Lydon, who I, I don't to say, um, Johnny Leefield did tweet to, to say that he's still training at the club, despite some people saying that he left. Um, I think if if we play him in that role. Because he's he's that bit more of that combative type player, and I think we can get more out of Reed further up the field. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, you're, you're going to be asking less of Jordan Lydon, aren't you? Sort of, if we've got him sat in front of the back four, I just, I just wonder, you know, that you know the Gaffers wanted us to show more attacking intent, more fluidity in attack. Um, that's going to require you getting bodies forward if we're going to be pressing them in their final in in the attack, our attacking third, their defensive third. We're gonna to have to get bodies forward, aren't we? I mean, what's what's really interesting is um, PCM's got uh, uh, just tweeted. It's all about a, a bit similar to you, Chris. Parody Clem Morfuni. Good evening, buddy. Said um, it's all about the result last night. The win was simply a must. How we played didn't really matter. Although uh, the game was a more entertaining affair than I first thought it was going to be. I, I would agree with you, PCM, in terms of the number of goals. Um, I thought the second half was absolutely dire and that's what I think led to a lot of frustration in the stands like we just couldn't really get as fluid as we would like to have been in the first half um and so yeah I'm, I'm listen it's I, I cast my mind back to Sutton last season I thought we came out of the traps brilliantly at their place but the second half kind of went a little bit like it went last night and it all got a bit agricultural and, and we were ultimately defending big bombs into the box so I'm kind of with you both really Chris and PCM I think you know, for me, it was like, I, I mean, Joe, actually, interesting point. You and I were talking before the game, weren't we? I just said that every time we concede a corner or a free kick in our defensive third, I get this horrible queasy feeling. And I have done for about the last three or four years. Um, I Weirdly, yeah. I, we didn't have, or was it just me? It didn't seem like we were defending as many big bombs into the box like that. You know, as in Dean Buzanis, like launching them in from the halfway line. It didn't seem... That wasn't the kind of game that I ended up watching. No, I think, you know, there was obviously quite a few corners that were... Whatever, especially in the first half... Or no, sorry, it was the second half they were attacking the Saturday, wasn't it? Um, second half, some of the corners were getting whipped in quite sort of low and hard. And you look sort of man for man, they were about two feet taller than most of our players. 
Um, I, I think thankfully a lot of the balls were were a little bit just I don't know too rushed. Maybe they were just sort of lacing it with no real accuracy. Um, having said that, I think I think Angus defended the front post really well. Um, him and sort of Tom were fairly competent at, at dealing with the long balls. Yeah, I think when you play when you play Will Randall up top, he was sort of almost playing in a front two with Omar Bugel. Um, and obviously Will Randall turned out to be their, their danger man. Probably could have told you that before the game, as you said, Hannah's you know ex players score against Swindon. It's just the way it is. Um, Omar always Bugle. has been, always will be. Let's let's spend a couple of minutes talking about Omar Bugle endearing himself to the town. If you're going to well, pick a I, I don't, do you know what? I don't I don't oh. want to defend the guy too much, but some of the things that he was, he, well, some of the gestures he was giving back to the town fans, specific town fans, that were giving him some uh, grief. Kind of had to laugh at. Like he, he's done well as a professional footballer on the pitch. He's handled it in my eyes with some humour. Um, so fair play. We we won three two. We got three points out of him. I, I don't care if he's angry or not, but he <laughs> he, he handled it well. <laughs> <clears throat> right. So right. I mean, like I said, ultimately we're playing Sutton United. It's never, it's never going to be a beautiful spectacle. Um, it was always going to be a clash of styles. Joe, we were fairly confident, weren't we, before the game? You and I were talking about we expect to see a lot of goals, and and it delivered, didn't it, in that respect? Um, yeah. yeah. And and I think obviously, I mean, Tyrese has been very open about you know the fortunate nature of of his goal, but um, our other two goals, both crackers, weren't they? Johnny's Johnny's finish. Um, from Luke Jeffcott's sort of cutback and um, uh, the header from Fraser Blake Tracy's cross. I mean, you know, Jakey Wakes did so well, didn't he? Getting in between the two centre backs, glancing it right in the bottom corner. The keeper had no chance, did he? No, it was one of those ones. It was like, you know, I said after the game as well, Blake Tracy, I think I've been really, really impressed with him. Um, He's probably one of the first things in January that I'm, I'm sort of looking to address in terms of giving him a permanent contract. Um, it was mentioned that he is actually out of contract in, in well, in May next year um, with no options. So, you know, do we risk getting him on a free in the summer or do we try and get a cut price deal with Burton in January? Um, he, he's been classed and that ball was literally on the money. That back four, I mean, all of them were over six foot, probably edging towards six three, six four. And for Jakey to get the money ball, like literally on his head, and to put it where he did, it was the one place that he could put the ball to score a goal into the ground, side netting. It, it was just perfect. Mm. And you know, yeah, I, I mean, we've said we've said it a million times so far this season. Jake Wakeling has been just the shining light. And not only is he the darling of the fan base, but like his effort, I don't know how he does it. Like I'm not too sure how he's he's managed to not burst a lung playing for Swindon this year because he's he's just been unreal. I did I did actually mention in in our WhatsApp group that um like when the window was open that I really hoped that we would sign Blake Tracy because I've been so impressed with him, and it's it's like. <clears throat> Well, that cross there, Wakeland didn't have to jump. It was just perfect no. for him. All he had to do was just position himself. 
Mate, he's put it he's put it on his head yeah. in between two six foot three defenders. Yeah. Like it's yeah, yeah. perfect. It was inch perfect. And I think, um, I mean, listen, Fraser Blake Tracy, particularly in some of his early interviews, I think he's made it quite clear that he wants away from Burton. So I think something pretty seismic would have to happen, um, you know. And I mean, who knows? They haven't, you know, it's not like our club have come out and, and talked about an option that we've got to make that deal permanent in the way they have this week with Luke Jeffcott, obviously, um, which obviously is good. Is, brilliant news it's been received fantastically well but yeah one thing that worries me with with Blake Tracy is that now that uh Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's left Burton does a new gaffer come in and be like right okay January hits let's have a look at our options we've got some players out on loan we'll bring them back have a look yeah I mean that's loan players isn't it Sol Brin's on loan and we all love Sol but a loan's a loan yeah but then Listen, I w- all I would say to that is another boy whose name's been mentioned quite a lot tonight. Well, I'll give you two names. One is obviously Reese Devine. Uh, Tyrese has talked a lot about him. Joe, you and I saw him at, at Woking. We were both impressed that day. Um, and yeah. there's a small matter of kind of someone that is going to be like a new signing when he eventually comes back. Ellis Iandolo, of course. Yeah, that's the same. Him um, and Ellis. Even like someone like a... Um, we've not seen massive amounts of Tommy Adeloy. If he comes back from injury... You know, we've got we've got kind of a squad behind the squad of technically new signings. We've got obviously Rush coming back. Um, we haven't seen Morgan Roberts. We've got so much to add to this squad. Yeah, in the in the coming weeks, it's I think it's exciting. So I mean, listen from from my perspective, I think let's just all remember why. You know, I mean, I'm a, let's just clarify. I'm a huge Fraser Blake Tracy fan. I really am, and I think he's a, he's a must sign because I think he gives us opportunity. He gives us options at centre back. He gives us options out wide. Um, you know, for for me, I just think it's a no brainer. But let's remember we, the reason we signed him was because we lost Divine. We lost Iandolo. Divine is on his way back. So's Ellis. Um, you know, if if he was to be recalled and those two boys are fit, then that's all part of the master plan, as Oasis once said. So um, let's 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 be happy with that. I think with Jake with Jake Wakelin, it was interesting, wasn't it? I mean, you know, boys. Obviously, we had the show live from the county ground last night. We had really talked up um, Jake Wakelin off the back of our show that we did with him last week. For those of you that haven't heard it, haven't listened to it, um, just go through our go through our Twitter timeline. We are in the process. Um, Mike's in the process of um, getting our um, pod, our podcast platforms game back up and running again um, after a um, a little bit of a hiatus and getting it back up on YouTube as well. But um, the the Jake Wakelin interview was fantastic. Very very similar delivery as to what he gave on YouTube yesterday in terms of his unerring levels of um, uh, of honesty. Um, uh, you know, challenging the fans, calling the fans out. And I think we we were hoping, Joe, weren't we, before we saw the lineup last night that we were going to see him and Jeff got in a in a front two or a front three. Um, so we were sort of surprised yeah. that he's ended up being. I on mean, the that's where the. Yeah, that's where the reaction came from, wasn't it? With the uh, substitution, um, I was—I mean, I, we've not spoken about it yet. I don't think, but the, the booing for the substitution with Jeff coming off um, and Jakey coming back on—I I said to you at the time, I was—I was really, really surprised. I didn't actually clock. I, I thought people were booing for Luke, and it, it really, really took me back a little bit. Um, yeah. Until you mentioned, obviously, it was just the idea of not having Jakey and, and Luke on the, on the pitch at the same time 
But as the gaffer said in his post-match, you know, Jeff Gott hasn't played a, a 90 minutes game this season. He's it's not his legs. He's not he's not got that in his locker. Um, the idea was to take him off in 70 minutes. Obviously, we took him off in 60 because the game went flat, as he said, and it, it did. Like we we didn't we didn't create any chances of note from probably half time until the 70th minute for yeah. a clear cut chance. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and rightly or wrongly, if the gaffers reacted in a way that's you know provoked some fans or or whatever. I've said it on socials today. He's probably right in doing so, or he's at least justified. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see Luke and Jake up top together at some point. I'm sure. Oh, without a shadow of doubt. I mean, Ellis. I'll, I'll t- I mean, you were at the game as well with us last night. Um, not with us. You were in. A, you you had a different vantage point to where we were. But um, I mean, literally, Sutton couldn't handle Wakeling, could they? He was. You could tell he was in and amongst them. He was like. Clearly, the boy's developing a reputation. Um, they were terrified of him, wasn't he? You know, he's, I think his work rate, his hassle, his harrying. That he, just, he just doesn't stop, does he? But that, I mean, you, you put yourself in the shoes of, you know, two six foot three, six foot four centre backs. You suddenly got this little wasp like buzzing around you, you know, for yeah. the last, sort of like 10, 15, 20. That's the last thing you need, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and and the fact that he's ended up getting the jump on the pair of them um, and guiding that sort of, you know, I mean, if you're the gaffer, you, you feel utterly vindicated by that, don't you? Like, utterly vindicated by it. Um, it, it just didn't phase Jakey either. There was no mention of any disappointment of being dropped from the starting line. No, you know, no. Professional, wasn't he? What, what did you make of Wagelin, Ellis? Well, yeah, I, I think you got, got that spot on then. Um just a all-out good performance from him when he come on. Um, I was shocked when the lineup lineup come out last night um, that he wasn't starting, but um, I I think it was a good decision looking back on it now. Um, but I would quite like to see them both play up top together, sort of like a, a Doyle and Yates um, sort of pairing, if you like. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, Wakelin's one of those players that I mean, if if you've got him on the bench, if he's if he's coming on in the 60th, 70th minute, he's he's just going to turn the game around. It's just the type of player he is. Yeah, I think you you're absolutely calling it, mate. I think um, you know we we asked Jake last week, uh, is he aware of comparisons that he's in, in relation to um, Jerry Yates? Obviously, he was hugely flattered by that. Um, but yeah, he's he's acutely aware, and it's you know it's 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 not like we're blowing sunshine up the guy's backside. You know the the comparisons are there for all to see, and I think increasingly the more you learn about Jeff Cart from conversations with Plymouth fans and and what we're actually seeing, um, you know, so far the limited views we've had of him in a in a town shirt, um, I think um, comparisons to Doyle are, 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 are pretty. Are pretty accurate, you know. He's 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 a finisher. Plymouth have um, are playing a very different style of football um, this season, and uh, and that's what their fans are saying, guys. I mean, he he doesn't um, he just his face doesn't fit at the moment, like tactically for Plymouth. So um, yeah, I, I I think Jeff got had had a great game last night, um, and it it was good to see him start, um, and and it, it was nice to see sort of like a number nine. Sort of in and around the box, because um, obviously w- Wakelin, he's he's not that type of player j- just to sit, just to sit there. 
obviously running about non-stop so it was nice to see you know that number nine and Williams with that cross in with uh Jeff Cott's chance in like the first three minutes mm. um that obviously come from Jeff Cott's positioning in and around the penalty spot mm. so yeah but I know you've yeah, yeah, but... it as well Ellis. the the front three at the minute if we go if we did go Wakelin um Jeff Cott and Williams that is basically just a Yates Doyle Isgrove. Yeah. Like uh, we know how that went. Exactly. But yeah. you can say that as well. When you say that as your front three, and then you've got I mean, we haven't seen what Morgan Roberts can do at this level yet. But I would I would have loved to him to come off the, uh, come on after seventy, seventy five minutes last night when it was a bit meh, just to see what he could have done. But if you're bringing him in, well obviously he's a bit of an unknown but, and then um, Hepburn Murphy, you know, that's that's some really good attacking options we've got there. 100%. I'm buzzing for Morgan Roberts, though, eh? I'm, I'm flying the flag. Yeah. I think he'd be great. I really wanted to see him last night. I was, uh, like, when I was, I, I mean, I wasn't at the game there. I was watching it on iFollow. But um, watching it there, I thought, at 70 minutes, it was begging for him to come on, just for something a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I think interestingly, um, yeah, Morgan proper Roy the Rover stuff, isn't it? You know, I, I don't care who you are, like you, you one look at that. Well, yeah, what level of football you appreciate, or what level, what what depth of football you appreciate? You know, one look at his Banbury highlights reel, um, you know, and you're salivating, aren't you? I mean, you know, curled free kicks, you know, poaching goals, you know, looks like he's got pace about him, loads of creativity, um. One thing I did want to touch on last night, I think one of the things that sort of fed the negativity that did seem to breed a little bit in the second half before the goal, um, obviously where we were, Joe, we were stood in the town and we we're behind the goal. There was a lot of heckling um, in relation to Sol Brim wanted to play it short, wasn't there? And and it appeared to affect... Um, affect Mate, the it and affected had, yeah. the whole we back had, line. Yeah, we had two goal kicks, didn't we, on the bounce that ended up in the dugouts. Um, and that then led to, you know, I, I didn't see it, I've got to be honest, but apparently that led to an Angus McDonald exchange with the town end as well, where um, they were obviously calling each other out. Um, yeah. I mean, from my point of view, I'll just put out on the record now, like what I said to you in the stand. Listen, I mean, people started singing, we, you know, we want our Swindon back or, yeah, I'm, I'm not being funny, but if, if goalkeepers punting it into the dugouts is your version of, of, of our Swindon, um, or us trying to play that kind of game, that I think you're getting it all wrong. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm fairly well... I'd like to think I'm pretty well qualified to be sort of making that comment on the basis of, you know, I've been a fan over 35 years, and, you know, bar the Lumicari era that was very direct, um, much of the um, success that I've seen us enjoy under certain managers um, has been, you know, playing a pretty purist form of football. Um, yeah, there was plenty of cut and thrust with Paolo Di Canio, but, you know... Well, I, don't, I don't suddenly want to see us, um, you know, throwing the baby out with a bathwater. And I think what was doubly pleasing was that the, the winning goal came from a really nice kind of, you know, piece of build-up play from us where we've retained the ball. We've put it into a position where we've curled the ball in from a dangerous spot and we've scored a cracking header. I mean, if you're going to silence your critics, then that's a brilliant way of doing it. But um, it was kind of, it was at that point, Joe, you, you pointed it out to me about the, the dad that left the left the stand with his young son, and then they've yeah. obviously got to miss the winning goal, right? Mate, that was go back to before we start the conversation on the uh, the atmosphere. The winning goal 
is the Swindon way. That is what, in my head at least, I've been watching Swindon Town for a lot less years than you have, Hannes, but to me, that is the Swindon way of playing football. We've retained possession. We've got 20-odd passes uh, leading up to the goal. Louis Reed has done what Louis Reed does and just plays an absolute blinding pass after beating two or three players out wide. You know, it's a... If you want to say a direct ball from Blake Tracy, yeah, but you, you pick it out one of the smallest men on the pitch and he's placed it side netted. And to me, that is, you know, it's just the way it should be. We don't want to be watching just, I'm not going to call Sutton a, a hoofball team. I, oh, think I will. Particularly, I will. Don't worry about well, that. Well, no, I, I think, as you mentioned earlier on, less so maybe than compared to last year. But do you don't want to see uh, uh, maybe even a David Flickcroft era? Swindon of just booting the uh, the ball over halfway, and, you know, you're coming out of a game with a sore neck. It's just not that's not that's not what we're paying money to see, is it? Um, but yeah, you mentioned the uh, the lad next to us. He was maybe six or seven years old. Um, two all, I think it hit eighty five minutes, and his dad. It, it was it was really really toxic around us. I've probably not got much of a platform to, to call anyone out on certain behaviour in, in, in a football stadium. I've I've been frustrated before. I know what it feels like. But booing your own team for trying to play out from the back and be progressive, you know, finding space and opening up games by finding space, it's just a bit backwards. It, it's, I don't, I don't I, understand it. It's, it's literally the, the youngest people in the stand who you'd think would be, you know, up to date in terms of footballing philosophies and um, and playing progressive football would understand it. But no, they were literally blowing and giving dogs abuse to the back line. And I saw, well, allegedly what what Angus has how how he's reacted, and you can't blame him. He's trying to do his job. He's trying to play league two football at a high standard and. At the end of the day, we won the game yesterday, and it's worked. Well, I mean, I think, listen, it's Chris, sad. It's Chris, like, Chris, one more yeah. thing as well. It's it's sad that a, a young lad is that's been taken home because his dad has noticed the behaviour and the language, and he's not he's not liked it. You know, it's not there for a for a young town fan to to take on board and to experience. And the young uh, lad's uh, missed the last minute winner. I think Joe. I think I think really what what led to it was that I think it was building. I think that you know this you know the adult with the kid. I think you could see he sort of sensed that it was building to a point where yeah. he wanted to get his son out there. That you know things were things were going to you know sort of boil over and get really unpleasant. Thankfully, we've got the game by the scruff of the neck. Six minutes of injury time went up. I, I, I believe I turned to you and I'd said like we could definitely still win this. Like we still got it in us to pinch it. And and yeah, did I expect us to? Probably not, if I'm honest. But at the same time, I still thought we had the window of opportunity. We've got enough quality in the squad, and, and thankfully it shone through. But I mean, one thing I was going to pose to you, Chris, actually, was um, it was interesting the timing of the winner. And uh, you know, we talked in pre-season. There were there were question marks about you know fitness um, and people saying that you know the, the gaffers sort of talking a lot about the players being you know, worked really hard and all the rest of it. But then at the same time. Early in the season, there were comments about the fact that the fitness levels weren't quite right. And so as a consequence, 
the gaffer was getting a lot of stick. Now, interestingly, the, the nature of that winner last night, we talked about the fact it came from Jake Wakeling out muscling a couple of six foot three, six foot four setbacks. Um, I was going to just post you, Chris. Do you think that happened as a consequence of superior fitness? Uh, I think it had, had something to do with it because obviously he, uh, Scott, Scott Lindsay's obviously had um, had his the idea of how he wanted stuff to do because he was going on about. I mean, how many he mentioned quite often in preseason friendlies that he wanted players to play fatigued to to help with that fitness and yeah. um, and whatnot. But but the, I, I think we could. Um, I think we could probably do with a better use of subs. I, I think we've missed the boat a bit there this season. Because like Ricky Aguiar's, how many minutes has he played? I think it, I think we could. It, he's he could do with a bit more. And, and I mean, obviously, all, all, I, all I would say, Chris, on that front, I mean, I you know, I I don't feel I could fault the substitutions. Like, I think you're right if you look at the season as a whole. Um, I think last night, I think he got the substitution spot on. I think, you know, Darcy was getting out-muscled. I thought Saidu Khan brought a certain sort of steeliness and determination um, that sort of, you know, sort of balanced Sutton's threat in the middle. I think Wakelin brought that waspishness that, you know, just caused all kinds of mayhem at the back for Sutton. Um, and I think uh, their subs, they brought their subs on. I thought their their, their actual impact was, was, was minimal, to be totally yeah. frank. Um, the other thing as well, I'd say about... Um... I really don't envy Scott Lindsay. Is when you look at our midfield, there's so many good players there. How do you get yeah. them in? How how do you work out what's best? And the other thing as well, going back to the incident with like Angus McDonald, <clears throat> and I think that the thing there as well is if um, with some of our fans as well, players talk, and so that that's hindering other decent players coming to us because oh, I'm not gonna. Uh, go there if, if, if the fan base is like that yeah yeah I think you're right listen but I, I mean a lot I, I can only I think the thing the, the thing is there's a couple of things in what you're saying there Chris mm. I think my, my personal sort of perception on it is that I think this is where, where Scott Lindsay's appointment as as the gaffer actually works a treat because if you've got a big competitive squad like we clearly got now um and I appreciate we're putting a few lads out on loan. But if you, you know, the gaffer is the guy last season that was the one that, you know, the assistant is, the cliche is, he's the one that puts the arm around the shoulder. He's the, you know, he's more of a man manager than he is the kind of like, you know, the the press facing or the, you know, the, um, you know, the, the talismanic presence of an established manager. Uh, I think, you know, really that's the big test, isn't it, for Scott Lindsay this year, like keeping so many talented lads. You mentioned Ricky Aguiar as a prime example, keeping so many talented lads happy and on side and, and giving them their opportunities. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, look, you know, people talk, but yeah, let them talk. Listen, at the end of the day, we're sat, we're, we're eight games in, um, you know, we are, you know, essentially one win um, outside the, outside the playoff places, uh, two or three wins out of, you know, having a proper run at automatic promotion. We've got it all to play for, um, against Doncaster on Saturday. But I mean, look, let's, let's, let's take a, let's have a little, um, let's have a little gander at, at, at Doncaster while we're at it. So, um, it's almost for me, it's almost, I appreciate we're not playing at home on Saturday, but it's a similar situation going into the Sutton game. You know, here we are looking at Doncaster, three points ahead of us, a little bit further up in the table, 
Doncaster off the back of um, two straight defeats. Um, us off the back of um, ultimately unbeaten since the opening game of the season. And I, I asked this question last night, and it, it's a funny one because it's almost counterintuitive that I should even ask it. But when you look at Doncaster Rovers' form, you know, if you just literally like look at their last five, uh, their last um, six games, sorry, they have um, uh, we have got a draw, win, 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 loss, loss. Whereas Town are draw, draw, win, draw, draw, win. Whose whose record would you rather have? Despite obviously they're further up the table, so you instinctively go, well, you, you'd rather have Doncaster's right. They're further yeah. up the table, but at the same time, the table still doesn't really count for much yeah. at this time of the year, does no. it? I, I, for me, the, the other thing is, there unbeaten. as well, uh, like looking to head to the week. Oh, go on, sorry. No, 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 not at all. It's the unbeaten record for me, mm. you know, and uh, you know, I think I, it kind of feels to me that we're getting Donny in the same way that we got we got older Sutton. So I'm going into the weekend with a towel very much up, Chris. Yeah, well, the, the, the only thing there is that what I was trying to say is um, what is that home record versus away record? Well, that's a very good question. Um, and I haven't got a split, mate, at my I know, I know they lost at home last weekend. Hang on, I've got me. I do have my laptop here, so I might be able to quickly have a look. Well, no, allow me. I'll, I'll run you through it. So in <laughs> September, so basically on the 3rd of September, they were secondly beaten um, at the, at, at, I'll call it Bellevue, their old ground. Um, Eco Power. Eco Power. So they were beaten, soundly beaten by Mansfield on the 3rd of September, 3 1. Um, prior to that, um, sorry, their, their most recent result, um, Saturday's 13th, um, Barrow turned them over 2 0 at Barrow's place. Barrow, very much the surprise package in League Two, I think it was fair to say this season. Um, they, um, going back to their home record on the 30th of August, they drew nil nil um, with Newcastle in uh, in um, normal time, but won on penalties in the Pizza Pot Trophy. Uh, they won away at uh, Northampton Town, beating them one nil. Uh, they won at home uh, against Salford, beating them two one. They beat Stockport County at home. They uh, lost to Wimbledon. They got thumped in the EFL Cup by Lincoln. Um, and they won at home against Sutton United. So I think the other quite decent home record. Yeah, the home record was decent. Yeah. Who needs a decent home record when you've got Jakey Wakey? Well, yeah, there is that. But I I also appreciate your brown nosing because, you know, Jay, you know damn well that Jakey's listening in right now. Oh, I'm not looking at the Well, we all know what Joe's like. Good evening, Jakey. It's great to have you with us again. Yes, Joe, you. (laughs) Joe, you don't need to do that. We've got Tyrese over a barrel, mate. We've got we've got the little Well, we've se- got Tyrese and Jake with the uh the double act celebration next time round, haven't we? Uh, we have, yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, Jakey, we'll leave you to pick up with Tyrese on that front, mate. So uh, he's made a commitment on your behalf. There's a, char- there's a charity donation on this, so unless unless he unless he wants to come on now and sing a song. Um <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. Good point. I, will, I will record it when Jakey scores this, uh, completes his hat-trick at Doncaster on Saturday. <laughs> right, you are. Right, you are. I don't think we can hold Jake. I don't think we can hold him to a song. But listen, listen, we've done the deal with Tyrese. See what the boys deliver for us at the weekend. Well, listen, um, we'll... we'll... So we've got we've got Donny to look forward to at the weekend. Let's, let's just quickly take some predictions from you guys, my wonderful panel. Um... 
we 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 will go into hopefully we may well be dabbling with our with a um, first away game of the season match day live experience but um to be confirmed um joe what what are you thinking for the weekend mate by way of prediction uh i'll go 3-1 town um i think jeff Cox's going to get off the mark uh i'll go for I go for a Wakeling goal, not because he's listening, or maybe because he's listening. Uh, and uh, here you go, an Angus header from a corner. Rob Angus. Oh, you, Rob, you Rob Angus with a header. Yeah, uh, that's what that's my prediction was. Oh, All right, three, three one. Tom Clayton header. <laughs> people that have just tuned in will be wondering why I'm saying about a Rob Angus header but all I'll say is just ask Tyree Shade and go back and listen to the earlier portion of the show so <laughs> um, so you're going down that road um, Ellis sorry mate Did we, let's get a prediction out of you 6-0 um, with uh, Wakelin scoring all six goals oh my god you're brown nosing the pair no, um, two, two one town um I think Jeff Cott will get. Um, he's going to score. I, I I feel it. He's going to score a very, a very sexual goal, um, and then Wakelin with a last minute winner again. Describe a sexual goal, Ellis. Is that one, oh one a, a bicycle kick, or... a bicycle kick, or something like that? Just like, just something amazing. I feel okay. it. Something, okay. something Damien Vincibile esque. Yes. Oh. A Rory Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll take a Rory Fallon at the town. And Chris, what are you saying? Predictions wise. I'm saying 2 1 with a, a Jeff Cut and Wakeland double act. Oh, very, very nice. Our noses couldn't be any browner after this. No, you're doing very, very well. Very, very well. I'm going to be expecting for sweet corn the way you two, you two are going at hey, it. But let's get our American friend on to see what he says. Well, we certainly will. Don't you worry about that. Hey, listen, Jeff, get yourself ready, pal. If you're at your mobile, we're going to be getting you on shortly. So um, let's see if let's see if we rack him up. Let's see. If he's had a he's had a tough couple of weeks as our Jiffo. So it'd be lovely to speak to him. Um, right, I'm going to go for um, I'm going to go for a um, a dogged. Active, like as in very tidy, two one, um, and I think we'll be two nil. We'll be winning two nil um, for a large chunk of the game, and then I think they'll just probably they'll shit out a goal towards the end because it's lead two, isn't it? There'll probably be some dodgy refereeing, like offside decision, a lino not just doing their job properly, but um, they'll shit out a goal. But we'll hold on um, a little bit, not hold on, but a little bit like um, what happened last night, and. I've got Jakey Wakey amongst the assists, but I reckon it's going to be um, the Jeff Cotton Gladwin show um, on Saturday. I've got a feeling. Uh, I, I saw Gladys shaping up to rifle a couple uh, last night. And it just didn't quite happen, but I've got a sneaky feeling um, that um, that's going to be the pick of the bunch. Well, now listen, you lovely, lovely, lucky people that are listening to our show. Clipmeister extraordinaire. Jiffo is now with us. Jiff, good evening. Um, how are you, pal? Oh, Jiff, don't let me down. Hey. Hey, I was listening on the computer, so I am going to go 2-1 to us this weekend. Yeah, you are. How are you, buddy? Pretty good. Good good, good to hear your voice. What, um, what did you make of the game last night? I didn't watch it. 
I mean, I work in the week, so I can't watch midweek games. Have you? Are you? Have you not had an opportunity to get into the highlights yet, mate? No, I just skipped through to the goals. That was it. <laughs> Best ah, right. part. Gotcha. So um, it's all about Saturday for you, then, buddy, isn't it? Um, yeah. A bit, a bit of Donny on Saturday. Um, and sorry, what was your prediction, Jeff? Two one to us. We'll go with Jeff Cott and Wakelin to score. I'll go the same as everybody else. Oh, lovely. We'll take a little bit of that. Um, how have things uh, been stateside for you, Jeff? Yeah, not too bad. Busy at work and, you know, normal stuff. Graft, grafting away. Have you um, Have you got yourself resplendent in the new third shirt, Jeff? Oh, have we lost you? I think we might have lost him. Have I still got you, Joe, Ellis, Chris? Have I still got you? I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Oh, I think we've lost Jeff. No, I'm That's here. a bit of a shame. Oh, he's back. He's Jeff, back. Have, you, have you got yourself? Have you got yourself your green shirt on order yet? No, because it's only in the store. They're not on the website, are they? Well, it's just as well you're part of the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge, Jeff, isn't it? Eh? Right. Just as well you've got high places because to, to quote Uncle Argyle, this is something we shall have to remedy. Because no one in, in the uh, in the Somtobra lounge bought their own shirt. What? What are you? Look, how how dare you? That is a baseless allegation. Oh, oh they, they paid for it. it. They just they didn't get it. it. <laughs> hey, 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 well, listen, you know, okay, maybe there was a little bit of a flex on my part, but in fairness. I did have a very, very, very long journey to make, and I knew that I was going to be scraping it into the counter ground at 5.30 for a show start. So I think I was well within my rights to bank transfer to a very good friend of mine and ask him to make the purchase on my behalf. I don't think that's a bad thing to say. But listen, Jeff, I promise you, we'll, we'll get you one sorted, pal. Um, to drop, us, drop us a line off air, um, sizes and whatnot, mate, and we'll get one in the post for you. Awesome. Allow your purpose. I appreciate that. Thanks. Oh, mate, it's the least we can do. It's the least we can do for the world's, uh, for the West Country's favourite clipmeister. <laughs> but um, listen, mate, we'll um, obviously we've got uh, we've got Clem back in the country over here. Um, we've got uh, it was uh, it was good to see him actually. Uh, rub shoulders with him after the show yesterday. Um, he's over with his wife and I think a few other members of his family um, seems um, seems up for the task of um, injecting any sort of like further momentum into the club but I think there's there's probably in some part I don't know how you feel about it mate all the way over in the States but I get the impression there's there's a lot of people looking for um, you know reassurance from him if, if anything I think it's one of those things that when he goes away I, I think it's a weird way of sort of, sort of showing that we kind of miss him um, and I don't mean that in a sycophantic way. I just think that when he when he is away, because he's around the other side of the world, the the, the communications from him doesn't flow in a way. And he, I don't think he is could uh, he's not he's not really active on social media. So I don't think he's as contactable as say, for example, a Darren McAntony if you're a Peterborough fan. So, but when he's when he's in the country, he doesn't shy away from his media responsibilities. So I think there's going to be a lot of people keeping an eye out for um, and, and indeed posing a lot of questions. And I think, um, well, in fact, based on what he said to me last night, he's going to be fairly, fairly keen to, um, you know, get his get his thoughts heard over the coming few weeks. So interesting times, Jeff. Yeah, that's good to hear. At least, you know, I mean, obviously, if he's in Australia, like you say, he can uh 
day-to-day running of things. But you know what? I just go with the flow, and I think we're going to be okay. So let's wait and see. Hey, I think you're right, mate. Well, listen, like good as always to catch up with you, pal. Um, I mean, boys, I'll, I'll just come back to you. Like from a panel point of view, I think we obviously we talked about um, Oscar Massey, um, Harry Minton, the Minnow Goat um, departing to um, Gloucester and Hungerford, respectively. Oh, um, I was just on Hungerford's profile, actually, as it goes. Just, yeah, just yeah. think what what had happened, but um, they lost four one tonight against having a Waterlooville, but they didn't ever post their starting eleven, so. I'm not too sure if, if Oscar started. Uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, I've not been able to fish anything out at all. For those of you that have been listening to us and maybe not had the football in the background, or maybe don't have um, don't have an appropriate subscription, I'll just give you a quick rundown of some of the results tonight. Um, yeah, it's not been it's not been it's not been fantastic across the board for British clubs in Europe tonight. It's been Rangers nil, Napoli three. Rangers have got gubbed again at Ibrox. Uh, Milan have beaten Dinamo Zagreb 3-1. Chelsea have drawn at home to Red Bull Salzburg. Um, Celtic have gotten away um, points at Shakhtar Donetsk. Real Madrid have beaten Leipzig 2-0. Copenhagen 0, Sevilla 0. Man City have beaten Borussia Dortmund 2-1. And guess who scored for Manchester City? Yes, you are right, Alfie. If anyone's seen that goal, just watch it again. Harlem's goal's a joke. Uh, just lovely. I mean, he's pure theatre, isn't it? He? he was always going to do that against his old club. He's, um, he's, he's going to get 40 goals in the Premier League this season. No I doubt. Well. Yeah, I reckon too. Yeah, no doubt. Dale Cordroy, thank you, Dale. Dale's just text, uh, sorry, um, tweeted us and said that Sky Sports has shown that Massey was not in the squad tonight. So thank you for that, Dale. Really appreciate it. Um, just to wrap up the last two results, uh, Juve lost at home to Benfica, another big result for Portuguese club after um, uh, Sporting Lisbon beat Spurs last night. And Maccabi Haifa have um, lost at home, probably unsurprisingly, to Paris Saint-Germain, where the trio of Messi, Mbappe and Neymar were all amongst the goal scorers. So, um, yeah, interesting night. Um just trying to see if there are any any other fixtures of note. Um, around Our good the... friends in white and blue lost 3-0 at home. Go on, Joe. Take the shoes off. Oh, yeah, that mob. How much did Bristol City lose by? Right, let's have a look. Right, okay. 3-2. 3-2 City lost. Bristol City lost. Yeah, so Sunderland, Sunderland have ripped Reading apart um, at the Medeski, which is always nice to see. And further down the M4, Norwich have put three goals past Bristol City, who could only reply with two unlucky lads. Um, ooh, what have we got further down? Yeah, Hungerford have, yeah, Hungerford have lost um, away, haven't Waterlooville 4-1. And I think that is about it in that respect. Um, I mentioned to um, Swindon Town uh, Women's Football Club, um, we were delighted to see um, Helena Diaz-Butcher, um, who's going to be far more involved with Tom Broadbent Lounge moving forward. Delighted to confirm and, and keep your eyes peeled for things that we'll be doing together moving forward. Um the uh, they've got their they've got their towels up ahead of a fixture with uh, Bournemouth at Foundation Park on Sunday. So um, for those of you that uh, want to get your football fix and won't be making it to Doncaster on Saturday, tickets are available at Foundation Park. It's a two pm kickoff. Swindon Town Women's Football Club are playing Bournemouth um, in the FA Women's National League. 
Um, 2 p.m. kickoff. It's three pounds for adults, a pound for over 65s, and your under 16s get in free. Um, for those of you that heard our interviews with um, Helena and Annie Colston, who we also sponsor last week, um, please do, if you can, get down there um, and you're able to travel. Um, it means the absolute world um, to uh, the women's team. Um, they had a crowd of the best part of 250 around the pitch. Um, and surprise, surprise, um, it drove them to a last-minute winner. Um, that was certainly Annie's um, assumption. Um, as she did her escape to victory Pele routine, dribbled around pretty much the whole team, burying one in the top corner. So um, the crowd really does make a difference. But listen, I mean, that's me pretty much done, um, guys, unless I'm missing anything. Um, we'll just do one last little sweep of the tweets. Um, parody Clem Morfuni, thank you, buddy. Um, he has tweeted us again um, and said that, uh, just, just making a comment about Louis Reed. He said that Louis Reed's not reached the heights of last season yet. Last night was the closest he came to reaching the bar. Best free kick he's taken all season. Um, yeah, indeed. Forced a fantastic save out of Ross. Um, it's a combination of the goalkeeper and the woodwork, if I recall. Um, ben, sorry we didn't get around to asking Tyree Shade your question. To be totally frank, mate, it's highly unlikely we'll get a professional to answer um, uh, in relation to what is your goal target. Um, and he definitely, well, in fact, answered the second part, I think, in a roundabout manner. Mm. Um, His goal targets is whatever Arlie Harlan gets, plus one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it will be. Um, <laughs> very sorry, as we did answer your question. Um, pros don't tend to like talking about other other players' injuries. Um, Esby was quite keen for us to ask about what Lavinia's injury was looking like. All, all I would say, Esby, is whilst I'm not a medical professional, the, the fact that he was still in a position where able to limp on that foot all the way around the pitch as opposed to being on a stretcher um, probably tells its its own story. Um, uh, in relation to that, Hannes, though, um, press conference tomorrow will probably give us a better idea of that um, when, when no doubt Scott will be after that. Yeah, I make you right. I make you right. Um, Steve Curtis. Um, Steve, thanks, mate. Another observation um, similar to uh, PCM. Reedy's set pieces were a lot better last night on target. Couldn't hit a barn door in other games. A little bit harsh, Steve. You speak as you find, but you pays your money, you takes your choice. And I'm sure Reedy would be the first one to endorse that as well. And James Van, James, hello, mate, all the way from the States. Um, Florida, James, if I remember rightly. Um, James is saying a, a question for Tyrese. Uh, I think we aren't got this answered for you, James. Uh, did he hurt his foot kicking the cameraman's bag after he scored? I can tell you for a fact he didn't hurt his foot but he's damaged about £1,000 worth of camera lenses. So, um, <laughs> hence Tyrese's distinct levels of embarrassment. Um, and, um, and, and there's going to be some serious, serious sucking up going on um, between the, uh, the Shade and the Knowles household, I think, um, over the uh, over the coming few days. So, um, but listen, I mean, it's been an absolute treat, Um hosting this wonderful panel of mine um, and having all your ears again um, for um, another fantastic evening in the Swindon Town f football fan content. Um, as I mentioned last night, um, the Sir Tom Broadbent Lounge is a Swindon Town fan Twitter space. As such, the uh, opinions do not represent those of Swindon Town Football Club or Sir Tom Broadbent himself. God bless him and all that sail in him. Um, Thanks ever so much for your ears. Uh, Joe, thank you very much, mate. It's been great having you again. I look forward to catching up with you soon. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much for having me. Take good care. Ellis, uh, I've always got to be nice to you for fear of you punching me, Ellis. 
Yeah. Always your champ. Thanks ever so much for joining us tonight. No, no worries. Thank you. Catch up with you very soon. Chris, as I say, the man that puts no into Northerner. It's been brilliant having you on board, pal. As always, always a pleasure. And um, Shame, you, you lot aren't coming up at Donny so I could buy you a few beers. Uh, mate, listen, I, I, I would love to. I would love to. But um, until such time as I can buy a train ticket to go anywhere in this country following my football club, it's not going to bankrupt my entire family. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's proving troublesome for me at the moment, unfortunately. And of course, we had the, the absolute wonder um, that is Jiffo. And I'm sure for some of you that have listened in tonight and heard Jiff speaking for the first time, yeah, he's not a bot. Um, he is a real person and what a delight he is. Um, Jiffo, if you're still listening, mate, take good care of yourself. Um, it's an absolute pleasure having everyone else with us. Cheers for your ears. Um, we look forward. If we hopefully can get a show going for Saturday, um, but we're probably overdue a fry up. So if we don't get a match day show going on Saturday, then we will probably get a fry up uh, rolling early on Sunday morning or maybe late Sunday morning. So um, we'll have to see how we go. Um, but for anyway, we are the Tom Broadbent Lounge. It's been a treat, haven't you? Take good care of yourselves. Enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs>